welcome back to the discussion. We are the Gallimoffrey Gals. We are three sisters and their mom reading and discussing books that we normally wouldn't pick up on our own time. And we've chosen to open the door to our book chats in hopes to inspire you to read particularly books that may be outside your own comfort zone. We hope to encourage discussion and thereby sustaining the art of conversation. And heck, maybe you'll want to start or join your own book group. So yeah, we are discussing today the book by Stephen King, 112263. Mom, you were the one who chose this book. Um, so, well, first let's introduce ourselves. I don't know why I'm like forgetting everything. <laughs> but let's introduce ourselves, starting with the book chooser. Okay. And then um, what, what, what are you drinking? What do you go by? What are you drinking? And share the random question. <laughs> okay. Um, so I am mom. I am Tess. Um, usually I just answer to mom. Doesn't matter who yells it. I will answer. In a crowded <laughs> store, I will look around to see who's yelling. Mom. <laughs> um, I am drinking my ever favorite Diet Coke because that's what I drink. Um, no alcohol in it because sinus headaches and alcohol don't go well together. Um, the random question, uh, the random question was, in past people have been buried with things that had meaning for them. So if you could, what would you have buried with you? I mean, this kind of, we do talk about death a lot, it seems. It comes up a lot in our conversations, <laughs> but... That would just kind of struck more me. than than poop comes up into our conversations which... <laughs> <laughs> for this discussion anyway. <laughs> um, true. Um, Death on air, poop off air. <laughs> 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 and <that head> farts. <laughs> you know my wedding ring because I play with it a lot. Um, <laughs> I do, um, and maybe a shuttle with some yarn on it I, I don't know I mean if I could take a, a loom with me sure but then I'm getting bigger and then I'd have to start thinking <laughs> about more stuff and it's like there's there's not a lot I would need or want to take with me maybe an everlasting supply of diet coke and <laughs> I almost did cigarettes but since I don't really smoke I don't well smoke. if you're dead and you can't if die I'm again dead, then I would then yeah Cigarettes would be. Yes, then I would like, because there are days when it's like, oh gosh, I just, cigarette would go so nice right now. But, but yeah, and chocolate. And chocolate. Yes. <laughs> Snickers bar in particular. Nice. Oh, well I can't remember out. if there was another question. Nope, that is your, that is the question. Okay. Well, then I'm going to jump it over to Miranda. Oh, okay. Actually, to Angie. Oh, to what? To Angie. Okay, to Angie. Okay. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Angie. I'm drinking a grapefruit bubbly. And Ooh. for those How is that? who can't see it, it's delicious if you like sparkly oh, water. It's really refreshing. Like not That's too nice. sweet and just uplifting. Yeah. It doesn't have that flat taste to it or? No, it's carbonated. Okay. I know it's got like a little like bitterness that you like from carbonated things and 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just like a little little taste of grapefruit. It's good. But there's no sugar added, so it's not like sweet, sweet, but it's just like taste, mm-hmm. but you get that carbonation. And mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. If you like sparkling water, it's one <laughs> right. of the best, best ones. <laughs> um, oh, what would I bring with me in the afterlife? I don't know. I was trying to think about this, and it's like, well, like, what's the afterlife like? Like, is everything you need there are you being reincarnated do you have a memory of your life before exactly. i don't know um yeah i i really am stumped on this one because it's like okay well like i can't see without glasses or contacts but if i'm dead like does all that get restored i don't know <laughs> i know um so i like to read and music and but like will I feel bored or will I just feel satisfied doing nothing like what's <laughs> what's the landscape like oh I know <laughs> is it pleasant is it nothing I don't know so dangerous maybe a crochet hook so I can build clothing and rope and build things out of like if it's dangerous leaves and like, ropes and things i don't know sure. <laughs> and then i can stab people if it's a survival situation yeah <laughs> something that i know i can use to like build great things things yeah drinking bowls and clothing and things like that how would you make nice. a drinking bowl tightly crochet it yeah. oh, out nice. of I'm plastic bags. Right? We don't know. Is it going to be nature or like garbage flying around? So if there's plastic bags or if there's like long grass or something. It's more like a post apocalyptic situation right now. Yeah. Maybe that should have been the question. Describe what you think the afterlife will be like. I'm going to pass it on to Miranda. Oh, hi, I'm Miranda. I'm drinking some Mountain Dew. Because that's what I do. <laughs> do the do. Do the do. Wait, I gotta ask you guys. Have you had the new um, Major Melon Mountain Dew? No. It's watermelon flavored. Oh, oh that no. Good, but I have not tried it yet. Did you? There's regular and like zero. Like zero calorie. Mm-hmm. I've had the regular. I cannot wait to try the zero because... If you like Jolly Rancher watermelon candy, yes, that's what it no. tastes like. It wow. is so good. It is that's good. Not... Well, that does sound good. really good. Go to the store tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have to go to the store tonight. So I think right now it might only be out there in twenty ounce, but um, we'll be coming in twelve packs and stuff. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, I think I saw six pack of bottles, maybe. Oh, that could be two. Okay, but I will yeah. check it out. Yeah, it's super tasty. <laughs> I'll have to try That's that. Awesome. I love those as a yummy. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what I'd bring to the afterlife? Well, I mean, I guess it'd be music and books. But if I'm going to hell, I guess something that is heat resistant. <laughs> <laughs> heat resistant books. And a fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. um yeah and then i am melissa i'm drinking fresca and rum and i 
you know, you asked this a couple days ago because, and I was like, oh, that's good. So then I can think about it, but then I didn't really think too much about it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. well, so if, if you, things that you would need or want in the afterlife and yeah, maybe I, let's, let's go with like a dog sled or like a kick sled. Let's just say that there's dogs up there, but there's not, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like things are going to be like, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be, but that's what I would, that's what I would bring. Just like something like that. So like, yeah, like my kick sled or uh, yeah, dog sled or something. Go dog sledding. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, mom, you are the one who chose this book, 112263 by Stephen King. Um, If you want to read the back of the book or just give a brief synopsis on what it's about. And then um, why did you choose this book? Well, first I'll say I chose this book because I had heard about it. um, And and I'm really interested in time travel. And I just think that's always something really interesting. Um, I really don't like scary books. So... I was a little leery to try and to read this one because of, of it being Stephen King, but I don't think it was like, it wasn't scary to me at all. Um, so reading the flap, um, let's see. Anyway, Jake Epping is a 35 year old English teacher in Lisbon Falls, Maine, and he makes extra money teaching GED classes. And he, He asked the students to write about an event that changed their lives and one essay kind of blew him away. It was about a gruesome murder that happened to this adult man's family when he was a child. And then his friend Al owns the local diner, has a secret. It's in his storeroom, there's a portal to the past to a particular day in 1958. And so then Al talks, Al is dying and he talks Jake into going back to 1958 so he can go up to 1963 or whenever and stop, um, oh gosh, Lee Harvey Oswald from shooting JFK (laughs) on November 22nd, 63, hence the name. And so it's about his time in there and then what he discovers about himself and what happens when he does change things and it, and it goes back to see okay what happened and so it's about his life during that time that he's from the future living in the past awesome yeah so we'll kind of go through what our overall impressions of the book are um starting with mom or angie um i don't know if, if you want to go again mom or if you want to sure I, I can go um so my overall impression was oh my god I can't believe I picked such a long book (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking oh gosh at least it's shorter than the stand no it's not Uh, (laughs) and and it's over 800 pages um it is a very (laughs) long book but I found it very interesting I like that he went into details about his life what he did, I think it was like a five-year wait from the time he went in the past until he would come back out after the shooting or stopping the shooting. And so I like that they went into detail and the comparison of how things were and 
the different changes. Um, I enjoyed the book. I have not, I did, when I picked this book, I did not realize, realize that there was a TV series out about it also. So that kind of surprised me a little bit. So, um, but my overall impression was that, you know, I did enjoy the book. It was long, um, but that was okay. Oh uh, yeah, I really liked it. Um, it was very long, but <laughs> I, it was fine though. Cause I liked it. And, like I, I made time every night, like before I went to bed to like sit down and read. And when I first started reading it, it like, it was like almost bedtime and I thought I was kind of tired and I'm like, well, I'll just read like a little bit. And then I ended up staying up for like two hours <laughs> and reading it <laughs> went by really fast. So, and then, yeah, I just, it was something that I look forward to like reading a little bit every night. And so, awesome. yeah, really liked it. Um, yeah, I brought it back to the library this morning and we have to bring all the library, all the books back through the book drop because they mm -hmm. put all the books on quarantine for three days. <laughs> and I was a little afraid to drop it in there. I was like, is it going to like bust when it lands? Right. Is it going to crush other books? Because it was. <laughs> <laughs> but Did it fit through the slot it fit the, it fit in the slot though barely barely i actually thought it might get stuck on the way down yeah. but, <laughs> but it made it oh, no but i really liked it i like mom like i like time travel and um i wasn't sure when i went into it what i was gonna think about the subject matter because like I'm interested in history, but uh, I thought I was worried it was going to be like a weird, boring, like historical history book. And yeah, school. but it, but it, I knew it was Stephen King, so I'm like, well, it's it's mm -hmm. probably not going to be. And I was like, well, some of it's going to like get into some of the factual stuff, and that was helpful, and that's good because it helped the story, and you know, learned a little bit more. And did you check any of the facts? Um, a little bit. There's not a town in Texas called Jody. Oh, okay. I did not check anything. <laughs> I didn't check anything either. Um, I assumed the stuff about JFK was mostly mm -hmm. true, but yeah. But anyway, overall liked it. And, uh, the other day my husband asked me if I knew when JFK, what year JFK died because... <laughs> Of something and some conspiracy theory going around the internet and I was like oh 11 63 <laughs> looked at me and I'm like the book <laughs> that was a jeopardy question too about the date of really? the JFK killing yeah oh my gosh that's funny <laughs> how about you Miranda um yeah I actually really mom it. I don't know <laughs> sorry I'm like as you start talking <laughs> um yeah I really enjoyed it actually like uh I thought that like Angie said that it was going to be I was a little worried that it was going to be a little bit more um focused really hard on like the historical like facts of the JFK and everything like around him and like that it was going to be really political Mm -hmm. but I'm I'm really glad that it didn't quite go that far yeah sure there were some different kind of like opinions that were going back and forth between the people that were down there and stuff like that but it didn't feel like it was like a full like political like push of like ideals and stuff like that necessarily yeah. and um yeah I really enjoyed it and I liked the time 
travel aspect of it. I think they could have gone into more on that, but and like focused in more on the time travel bit. Um, but otherwise, I I really enjoyed it. How about you, Melissa? Yes, yeah. Um, I think overall, I like overall looking back, I can say that I enjoyed it. I wasn't like completely blown away by it, just because there were a lot of points where. I felt like I just wanted to fast forward and um, some of the parts I, I did well toward the end with like the police interrogation I, I did I was listening on audiobooks so I put that part on like 1.5 speed or whatever because it was just like okay <laughs> like I feel like there were some points where it just kind of dragged on a little bit um, but um, I think I understand what he was kind of going for so we can and we'll talk more about about that too just like why we think things were written the way they were and such but um but yeah i don't know overall i i wasn't like blown away but i can i can say that i enjoyed the experience if that makes sense like mm -hmm. it was it was interesting and that and that did kind of surprise me because yeah like the the jfk era and assassination it hasn't it's not really part of something that i'm really interested in so I was kind of like okay <clears throat> preventing the assassination of JFK that's kind of random but okay we'll go with yeah. that <laughs> yes yeah I'm with you there I'm like okay what yeah, yeah. No, so, for me it's like that was a major especially if you go back to 58 and it's like that's so close to the time that I could see that would be oh if I could change the world this is what I would do I guess yeah. but yeah it yeah. seemed random though but yeah like there are different times in in history i guess that would come to my mind before hmm. the assassination um, did you guys um read but, the um the, like the afterward that he wrote or anything like that? i did listen to it um but i don't remember how that relates so you'll you'll have to um, refresh i know in, in one part of it he said that he started writing the book in like 1970 oh 771 70, i think oh really yeah, yeah. and it was, it was too fresh yeah it was so That's fresh right. that, like so that probably had a lot to do with why he thought about writing it <gasps> That's that true period. That's a really good point yeah. he started writing it around that time Oh so it was, wow it was really I f yeah i forgot okay. about that that makes yeah. a lot of sense though Yeah that puts it more into perspective mm -hmm. yeah So Melissa you you listened to it on audio and Miranda, you started on audio and then switched over to hardcover? Yeah. How, do you think that influenced the way you felt about the book at all or? Good question. I was just gonna say, yeah. Um, when I when I saw how many pages there were in this book, I was like, no, like I know myself too well. Like there's no way I can probably get through this in a decent amount of time. So I just like cut to the chase and I don't usually I don't usually listen to audiobooks unless it's like sometimes like some nonfiction things I'll listen to it like a podcast but usually fiction I just I have to be like 100% focused in order to keep like my train of thought on it mm -hmm. but so I chose audiobook on this and um, I really I really liked the audio book version I, I can't remember the the actor who was um, reading the book um, it was on audible so whatever that main main guy is but um, I personally really liked how he portrayed the characters and I like how he read everything um, yeah I don't know it just felt 
I felt like it immersed me. Um, I'm not sure if in the book, did it like have people talking really weird, like apostrophes and the dialogue and stuff like to get the vernacular? It didn't. Some, okay. some of the words oh. he would, after the sentence was said or whatever, he would be like, oh, and it, basically like they said it like, and then have it kind of phonetically okay. spelled. Oh, interesting. Oh okay. yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. To kind of put in your mind, okay, they're speaking with like a New Englander accent or they're speaking gotcha. with a Southern accent. Right. That's it wasn't okay. spelled out that way. In right. That okay. Well, that's good. Cause that was one thing I was like, oh, I, that was another thing where I was like, oh, I'm glad I'm listening to the audiobook because I really hate <laughs> reading that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm with you on that. So that's I'm glad that I haven't read um like the maze runner because the dialogue in there is written like oh yeah. like kind of like that where it's, it's hard. Like very yeah i couldn't get into that so mm -hmm. yeah it's not written like that there's just some words afterwards where it's like yeah where there's the southern accent or whatever mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah that was my kind of my audiobook experience like i really enjoyed the audiobook but miranda if you wanted to go on to yeah so i started on the audio and I didn't really like it. I didn't really like the guy's voice all that much. <laughs> and I have a harder time with audiobooks, um, like, especially, like, when I know it's going to be a really long one because of when I have time to, like, read or listen or whatever. Like, when I'm listening, I'm usually at the computer. And when I, I can read, because I'm, like, when I watch kids every other week. And so while I'm watching them, I can read the book. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit harder to listen to the audio because they need my attention sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to just set the book down than to like stop, and, yeah. stop the audio and everything. So right. I find yeah. I found the book to be a little bit easier to digest. I don't know. I yeah. mostly the voice just kind of bothered me, and I was like, yeah, I can't that makes feel, a huge difference. It I can't really feel does. A long, long list. Yeah. Of this. And then when no, I got the book, I was like, oh, this is a really long book. <laughs> <laughs> you still finished but I'm yeah reading it <laughs> i will say one quick thing before we move on to the discussion questions um the way that the actor portrayed al um who's the owner of the diner he sounds he sounded a lot like to me like doc from back to the future so oh, really like the time travel <laughs> That's guy i pictured and, him in my head but so i, I was like oh guy. this is perfect like he really almost he sounded like doc pretty much so oh, that was fun that's what he was in my head so, That's so funny it's <laughs> really cool oh man <laughs> so yeah um going on to the into the discussion questions um mom you had like so yeah, there were a couple key phrases that Stephen King used. And one of the words in those key phrases is the word obdurate. Um, and so just a quick definition of, of that word means, means stubbornly persistent in wrongdoing and unrepentant obdurate. Oh, that's, that's like, a, okay. It means stubbornly persistent or hardened in feelings or resistant to persuasion or softening influences yes so the past yes. is obdurate was one of the that was one of the key phrases key throughout phrases. the book so that it did not want to be changed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um kind of just jumping in I can't remember it'll be hard for me to kind of glance back into the book um I don't have the book but um just going into chapter two I don't remember what happened in chapter one but um <laughs> it was pretty much just um uh the 
getting introduced to Jake Epping and um oh yeah that's right and the GED class yeah um learning about Harry that's right and then he was his his wife left him in the first chapter too a little bit about that that's right yep oh yeah so in chapter two we have we are introduced to the time travel via a portal in the pantry at Al's diner (laughs) (laughs) So Miranda, you had the question, um, would you have been willing to go through a portal first time, second time, third time, third time ever? (laughs) Yeah, I asked this because like you, you have someone that you know and they tell you that they have a time portal or whatever, or basically they trick you into going into the pantry. I don't think he really tells, I don't think he tells him that it's leads to anything necessarily just just keep going just keep going oh, yeah keep. yeah <laughs> and it's like okay well then he goes and it's like oh well, yeah because they made him change out his money and empty his pockets and yeah. stuff like that i think my biggest problem with it was that he didn't really tell him like how he would get back no. yeah <laughs> oh. i was like i was thinking like what if he got over there and he couldn't find the freaking stairs <laughs> yeah <laughs> right like I would be freaking out and having like an anxiety attack. Yeah. Like, you get there and there's nothing behind you. Like Yeah. I would panic. Like what I did felt you that panic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you go back through and then it's like, yeah, it's a time portal. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And it's like, right. okay, yeah, I want you to go through and say JFK now. And it's like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I just, I don't know that I could have, I don't know, gone back through. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. You're basically giving up part of your life to go save someone and that you don't know. And you don't know what it's going to change. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think with his main mission of going back to save JFK, just because I am older than you guys, that is like a pivotal thing in history like what would it have been like if he had survived just because he was a very charismatic person i mean i I was three years old when he died so Mm -hmm. all i know is from the news and stuff and you just gave away your age (laughs) yes i'm old (laughs) okay i was negative three (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, so I, I could see that. But yeah, going through a portal without really knowing what to expect or, I mean, he, he had, I think he had told him a little bit about it, but not that the, he wouldn't be able to see the stairs or the way back once he got yeah. in. That would have <laughs> freaked me out. And he did leave a hunk of concrete or something on the ground to kind of mark where he came where the steps were Mm -hmm. that's right but who's to say it's going to be there by the time you get back i know yeah (laughs) right Right. like that is so true you just have to kind of put your foot up like in random areas (laughs) can you imagine seeing that from the outside like what is that guy doing that would be like kicking the air right (laughs) what's he doing (laughs) yeah I feel like I would have needed to go through the portal like Jake did, just kind of not not necessarily knowing what's what I'm doing. Because um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I honestly I probably wouldn't even believe the person, so maybe right. I would have anyway. Like just like okay, I'll humor you, 
and I'll just go through this pantry or go to the back of the pantry and laugh you, like- you know jokes on me if nothing's there that's fine like whatever yeah, yeah. but um and I think it yeah. depends the second on- time I would probably it would probably take me a bit to do it a second time if if I did do a second time um I mean and I can't remember I mean yeah Jake had kind of like he had like a secondary like a the personal reason for going back in time which was mm-hmm. here um preventing or killing Harry's father who had killed his Harry's family um which I think that was kind of pivotal in his deciding to go through with everything because yeah with without that personal connection yeah I I don't feel like it would have well it wouldn't have made sense like for him maybe like no yeah yeah Yeah. I don't know I think I would have gone through right maybe not believing but humoring and then what I've gone through a second time I mean I think once I was there the first time and then went back and then talked to Almore I think I definitely would would have gone back now like you said if there wasn't that personal connection of like something to sort of like test and see how it works mm-hmm. like uh right it might be less inclined but I feel like it would be curious just to even do like what Al was doing, just like going back every day and like buying <laughs> the same beef over right. and over again, right. like or just going and getting a soda or something. Right. Like I feel like I would, I don't know. I feel like it would be curious and like something kind of fun to do. That's true. And then it's yeah. kind of like, oh, well, no matter how long you're there, you're only gone like two real minutes. Yeah. And so then it's like, except okay. that they did age. Yeah, you age at your normal rate. Mm-hmm. Right, but it only appears only... that you've been gone for two minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's a good point, like, I, to go back for, like, some whimsical experiences here and there, you know, like, mm-hmm. go see a drive-in movie or, like, just, yeah, have some different type of fun, like, for a little or bit. buy a couple baseball cards from their rookie years and bring them back with you. Right? That's what Ron said. That was exactly right? what Ron said. He's like, I would have wrote this differently. <laughs> it's like, that's not the point of this book. And like, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> I know. I sort of wonder why like Al didn't, didn't take advantage of that. Or if he just felt like, right. He always was saying the past is obdurate. So like, are you like, I don't know, playing with fate too much he's like ah, I got the beef and I'm like selling it cheap like yeah. free beef I don't want to like I don't want anything more <laughs> yeah that's a good point yeah mm. I gotta go check and see if the door is open it's getting cold oh okay. gotta go tell the Modi can close the door I don't know if she shared that on oh, Facebook or not oh. but yeah Modi oh. can now close the door <laughs> since Bela can open it right yeah if, if one of them is going to open it one of them has got to learn how to close it otherwise <laughs> it's just a pain in the butt but yeah I don't so I was thinking too like with going through the portal like the second time or whatever or the third time like mm-hmm. like because Jake was what in his 30s mm-hmm Thirty-five. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, realistically, like, I I wonder too, like, since he didn't really have anyone in his like day-to-day life, if that made a a difference too. Like, Mm 
Oh, he didn't really sure. have anything playing right. himself other than kind of his students, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it didn't seem like that was like a whole lot since most like he just had graduates or whatever and it was the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. And like he lost his wife, obviously. She divorced him or whatever. Like I wonder if that played a big part in it too. Like, but because yeah, like he's in his 30s. He JFK wasn't a big deal to him either, like mm-hmm. really. So yeah. Yeah, just sort of like a, eh, what the hell? What have I got? What, oh, have I got to lose? what am I going to do this summer? I don't know. <laughs> for, two minutes, for two minutes. For two minutes, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, then um, jumping into chapter six, I'm sure there's lots in there that, I, you know, we could probably extract from. But chapter six, um, Mom, you have this quote from the book, um, which is there was something wrong with that town and he's talking the Stephen King or um, Jake is talking about Derry, Derry. the town of Derry. Um, he said, so there was something wrong with that town. And I think I knew it from the first. And you ask, have you ever gotten that feeling from a town place or event? And how did you deal with it? I did. I got it from, I don't know if I should say the town or not. I was but, thinking about that too, because it's probably the same one that I have in mind. So you can yeah. just say a town in Northern Wisconsin. <laughs> with the initials of PF. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it just had this, I don't know, just kind of off feeling with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if it's because it was a lumber mill paper town, town. Right. Or paper, t- you know, paper mill town that I think only one of the mills was working, but it just had such an odd feeling to it. It's just kind of just very disquieting to me. I just, I didn't like it there. Yeah. It was almost like, like the whole town felt shifty, like, like it was hiding some secret and like, it didn't really, it didn't really want like visitors. It didn't really want to like dairy. Yes. Yeah, honestly, like <laughs> yes. that would be the perfect place for that town. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then um, I don't know, I guess the only the other I agree. If you want to say something more about it, go for it cuz yeah. Oh, I was going to say I you know, I oh, yeah, there how was did an you event. Do with it? Yeah. There was an event that we that we, we had, I had gone to and it was in a very small community community event and but it was supposed to be like a fundraiser. So you expected strangers to be there, right? And yet people didn't know you. It just it just felt very, it's like, oh my God, they're going to swarm us and kill us and eat us. I mean. <laughs> okay, wow. That was, I mean. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it was, we stayed for a very short time. Um, There's supposed to be baseball games going on earlier, but they had finished already. So it was like all the strangers had left and there were just <laughs> oh. local people that oh were left gosh. with the music and the beer and stuff. And it was just, and the food. And it just, even the person that I knew was just kind of, standoffish like they didn't want to admit that they knew you kind of maybe it was just me I don't know (laughs) (laughs) maybe they didn't but it was just like everyone was just yeah very much like that and 
I thought, oh my God, there are a bunch of vampires and we better get out of here because they're going to close in and we're going to be dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, we had the same place in mind too. And and yeah, it's kind were of Were you at the same event together? I think I was. I don't remember that. The I don't remember. No, I don't think so. I don't think there she was, was born yet. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I was thinking about the time when I was down there for when when your husband, my stepdad, had was working down there and there was like some fair going on. Oh, no, you're talking about the same town. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, but I thought we were talking about the same event as well. Oh, no, no, in this was town. an event that was... Oh, a different, a different event in a different mm-hmm. town. Yes. Oh, okay, I got you then. Because that the same town had an event as well that we're talking about that we went to so yes the town of pf yes that was weird too interesting (laughs) no that's interesting about the event too but yeah so yeah i would agree with the the town of pf and then and then the town that i'm living in right now kind of has like a i don't know it's just not the greatest like feeling especially in like one part of the town it just like one side of the town it just feels I don't know just more suspicious yeah kind of suspicious feeling and just kind of like just keep move move along move along like kind of but I don't know and how you deal with it is just kind of mind your own business and just (laughs) keep living your life I mean so anyway That, that sucks though if it's where you live yeah yeah it's definitely not my favorite town I would definitely prefer to move across the bay or some town surrounding, but it's what it's convenient right now and it's working. So, <laughs> well, cool. Then you gotta go with the flow. <laughs> and for me, it's like, yeah, if it's an event that I don't feel comfortable at, it's just okay. Just time to go. You know, maybe just kind okay. of absorb for you know five ten minutes. And if it just doesn't, I mean, if it feels yeah. totally dangerous, no, get out of there right away. But if it's just kind of creepy, five ten minutes is plenty of time to yeah, just spend there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever really had that feeling about a town. I have, I really don't remember it. So, but I don't know. I've never really gotten to feel it but i'm okay with that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't remember like a particular like really like town but there was sort of a creepy thing that happened uh, like in the spring so some of the places in east texas have a creepy vibe like a like a kkk vibe oh (laughs) okay and I mean they're there so Mm -hmm. but I mean it's not like it's obvious but like Mm -hmm. we were driving um we were staying at one of the state parks and we were driving to the town which was like 20 miles away and we were driving along and on the side of the road was this building and it was sort of like this teeny little town that wasn't a town and there was this building and I was trying to find it today because we couldn't remember what it said there was like different flags out there um knights templar like other stuff and then like something on the building said something and i cannot remember what it is but we looked at each other and we're like oh my god that has to be like a clan building and it was just sort of like (laughs) okay well we're white so we're just we're gonna keep driving and go to walmart and then go back to our campsite but we're like just sort of knowing that that's like 
okay. around there just sort of felt like Creepy. oh my god like yeah like mm -hmm. you know if you if we were like sticking around like in the town or you know would you get that vibe right. of like everyone's watching you or is it just like i don't know but yeah um, yeah so yeah but otherwise i haven't really had yeah like a a weird like feeling like that that i can think of in any par particular well when you guys um, come up here again we'll have to take you to pf and see what you think <laughs> maybe i mean i've been there before but i think i've yeah. only driven through so i think i had like I want to say I had some kind of sporting event there before, but I, I don't know. Say, I think your brother had a couple football games there or a baseball game, maybe. But that's that could be kind of different than yeah. even though I still was, didn't like it then either. So, <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then jumping to well, not jumping, but moving on to chapter seven. Um, we move on. Oh, actually, oh, yeah. I wanted to make a comment, too, because yeah. chapter six is when we kind of get more introduced into Darien and mm -hmm. stuff like that. The fact that there's an it reference in there. Oh, yeah. right. About the clown. Yes. Yeah. Yes. About the clown killing the kids. And you actually end yes. up meeting Richie and Bevy from Bevy from the Levy. <laughs> is that in it? Yeah. Oh, oh I didn't know that either. The, that part isn't. But those two characters are interesting. Oh. They're two of the kids that deal with it. Oh, that's what okay. I, I didn't thought, know even though I hadn't read it or seen the movie, because it scares mm -hmm. me too much. Like the clown reference, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, the that clown has to reference, be. right? But, wow, I, I didn't know yeah. those kids yeah. were. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that like it took place in Derry. It had to deal with oh, it did. Yeah, it yeah. Took place in there. Yep. Oh my god, I did not know that. So I didn't like, know that either. That's but that sort I of adds of... the extra creepiness. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my true. god, it does. That's wow. true. Yeah, wow. and the fact that the, the like um they're like oh yeah and the kids you know going missing or whatever like that was and... right and like right. Um, yeah the parents didn't care at the time but then like afterwards they were like you know super protective or whatever that was pretty much how it went in the movie I didn't read the book but the movies yeah. I'm like, so like this was supposed to, the way that they he described them, you know, being like kind of like knowing more than they should. Yeah. And, like, that also kind of plays into like that happening and everything. So that, mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty oh cool. Oh my god. That. that was really cool. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned I noticed that. they had, had kind of brought that in. I I didn't know if I had written that in someplace or not as a question. I'm glad you brought it up. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's even cooler than I knew. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to go there. <laughs> Is that a made up place too or no? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either. But yeah, so he's in Derry um, because he's, I think he's, is he still, because the first time he goes, things don't work out, Right. Right. So, that would have been in the first that would have been in chapter six yeah okay, okay. Or in in that area or whatever of, okay the first time he goes he tries and he's semi yeah saved. God, what happened you know what saves that cop or that one guy wanted to kill this the dad because he Bill target yeah right yeah. he had killed he had the the father had been married to his sister mm -hmm. and he knew in his head and in his heart that the father had killed his sister and the child right. and the child. 
and so he wanted to be the one to kill okay right well yeah they succeeded but then but, but the then, dad had still killed one of them the, the mother and one of the kids and then um i think that bill turkin or whatever had he died from a heart attack there too so oh, it yeah wasn't well and then when he went back it was like harry like hadn't been hit or whatever by his dad so then he went into the army and got killed in vietnam or that's something. right yeah. yeah that's right uh, and that was like an extra motivation for him to stop the assassination of um jfk because then there wouldn't be vietnam and harry right. wouldn't be killed there and, oh um, interesting yeah. okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that kind of when we get into chapter seven um George slash Jake, George is his, George Amberson is his alias in the 1950s. Um, Jake Epping is his, his modern name. But so George is sitting, you know, he's, he's trying to figure out how he's going to kill basically Frank Dunning. Frank is Harry's father who had killed Harry's family. Mm-hmm. So you, you're sitting at the kitchen table in 1958, and what are some ways you might think about stopping Frank Dunning from murdering his family? Tell the police, start thinking about a hit job, doing it yourself, etc. I guess the reason I, I asked this question is because when I when I was listening, I was like, you know, like that would be a really hard thing position to be in. Like, and I yeah, like I mean, he was considering like murdering this guy and I, I don't know it's it's like I can't even imagine like being in that position <laughs> but um yeah I don't know I guess yeah and I, and I think more the second time he came back through that time period it was easier for him to mm-hmm. kill Frank right. because he had seen the damage that he had done right firsthand and he knew what a bad man he was mm-hmm. but it's also like well gee do you try and befriend him and change his mind right or you know are there any uh, you, what if you tell the police no one's going to believe you I know that's that, that's the thing it's like you almost have to and there's no time to create a relationship in order to get a hitman going you know like because no. <laughs> there needs to be like trust involved and like yeah I, I almost I almost wonder too, like, um, if he would have like gone, tried to like befriend Bill or whatever, and get him to do it because technically he was already kind of thinking like it's in his head yeah. already. Right. Oh yeah, he wanted to make him pay for that. Right. I don't think it would have taken too much, but the thing is, is when you're coming in from the outside, and Derry didn't want to be, didn't want those in you know outsiders coming in. Like I think that right. could have been just hard in general. So I think honestly might have ended up being his only like mm-hmm. thing because i feel like the police would have been like mm-hmm. okay sure yeah mm-hmm. right like he's yeah and he was actually like an upstanding guy on the outside to like right. sus- to the town yeah it definitely wasn't I mean, like, just ideal <laughs> yeah and even if like they got the police involved or something or distracted him for that night i mean there's nothing to say he wouldn't just come back the next night right and to do the same right. thing right yeah, I almost feel like it was because the past is obdurate. The past is obdurate. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so, in chapter ten, I'm just going to move on if that's okay. But oh, yeah, 
Um, chapter 10, what would you have done upon finding the yellow slash orange slash black card man dead? Um, and who was he? So just some quick background. Um, the yellow card man is this drunk guy who, um, when you go into the past from that portal, this yellow card man is the one to kind of like greet you, so to speak, except he's like, you're not supposed to be here. And <laughs> yeah. Um, he yeah. like literally has a hat with like a yellow card in it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At least in the Hulu series, he does. I yeah. know. I'm like, I think I know. it was the same, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, it was yellow, and I think then it was it red or yellow or blue, and then it went to black. Yeah, and was, then green at one point. Yep, toward green, the end, and then yep. yellow, and then black. I think. Yeah. But it was a so. different guy at the end. And then it was green at the end because yeah, it was a different guy. Yep. Oh. It was a different guy. Okay. So at that point, we don't know who that guy is that's true as of chapter 10 it's like hmm, <laughs> who, who do we guy? think he, who do we think he is at this point in the at book? this point in time <laughs> that's a good point that's a good way to phrase because you do find out more at the end right who right. he is and why he's there did you and... guys think that oh sorry go mom oh no go ahead i was just gonna say so do you guys think did you guys think at this point that the yellow card man knew about this the time portal or do you think he was just like a drunk guy who saw some guy fall out from nowhere and just was saying, you don't belong here because that made the most sense to a drunk guy? Or like, who do you think he was at that time? I thought there was something about him. I figured he probably knew about the, the portal being there, like maybe in some capacity, maybe not so much that he knew exactly where it is because why wouldn't he go through it and see, you know? Yeah. Or would he be even be able to like... Oh, could things point. from the past go forward and stuff like that but I mean mm -hmm. obviously he wasn't necessarily from that time but at that point it was like I kind of figured he knew something about it because why was he there every time and right. why was it and every time that Al had gone through too yeah mm -hmm. like I mean yes it's supposed to be the same but like when Jake has gone went through each time he said different things and like <laughs> acted a little bit differently each time too so mm -hmm. yeah and with his card color changing yeah. like that made me wonder okay there's more to something being involved right. with this than mm -hmm. just being like the same thing mm -hmm. that's there every time like, some mm -hmm. random wino that lives there and yeah. Yeah. drunk and yeah yeah I guess yeah when I read it I or listened to it I I just thought I actually did think he was just kind of a drunk guy who happened to be seeing people, people like coming, yeah yeah <laughs> exactly like so like he didn't like he knew about it but he didn't know anything of, like he knew of it but not anything about it and maybe that's why he was like drunk because he just like his brain just like what am I seeing you know yeah. like am I going crazy yeah like I yeah so I didn't think he was I didn't think he was really that important when I first was listening to the book. <laughs> when Jake went through and the guy was dead, then I was like, okay, something, some, there's more to it. And something yeah. bad's gonna happen. Yeah, something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> when he went through and it was a black card, I was very like, okay, well, did something change in the past then? Well, yeah, and right? Because it's like, really well, how could it be different? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, well, either that or this guy doesn't play by the same rules. Well, yeah. and there's that, yeah. Mm -hmm. But 
Um, so where do you guys think that he came from? He says Seattle, but from when? And I think these were these questions. These think, are more like the end of the book questions. Okay, I wasn't sure because I think they might have been put before the person had finished the book, maybe. I'm not yeah. no, I put did them, I put them in there? No, I put them in there. Oh, you did. Okay. I put them in there because that was the only real time we really talked about the yellow card man. Yellow card yeah. man. So I see that there's one more spot and I think I added well, that's okay. too. But oh, like, that's okay. I figured since we were talking about him in general. Yeah, right. And yes, it's a different yellow card man or green card man or whatever, but <laughs> Seattle, but um, I mean if we want to move it to later, we can. No, that's fine. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. So I, I mean, I, I, he said they were human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were. Human. It turns out they are okay. This is what. Okay. When he said what they were, I was like, okay, somebody's either they ripped off Fringe or Fringe ripped off this book because <laughs> they are observers, right? I know. Right? <laughs> it's basically like oh they watch all the time portals and like make sure people aren't effing things up too much yeah (laughs) and then it's all like what these are really parallel universes sort of like i don't know yeah they never really stop them from coming through no Mm -mm. No. let them do whatever the fuck they want (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's fine i'm gonna i'm gonna babble at you and let you go through like 500 times but i'm not actually gonna stop you right or like block off the portal somehow or right. anything like that right. like explain to al that it's not an actual reset every time right. and that he's right. creating new strings right <laughs> and that the bubble is think- gonna burst soon because it's <laughs> fragile yeah i mean wouldn't you have to, you would think you would say that something and, and, and i think that the fact that they kept the multiple We'll call them strings of history every time someone came through separate in their brains as to what happens each time i mean that would be that would drive any person to drink <laughs> i know yeah that that is a good question like that's almost Just, kind of a separate question because i was thinking about that too yeah like even with um jake having two identities like george and jake like mm-hmm. and then like having to separate those all the time but then like yeah but yeah and then like putting a whole other layer onto it by like having another strain of history that happens it's like there's no way that you can keep all of that straight in your head i thought it was kind of weird too like it's like okay so they're basically like the i don't know observers of these strings and they're trying to keep them all straight but then it was sort of like such like an afterthought at the end of the book I was sort of like okay but how does this really fit in like true (laughs) like okay so are they the ones making all the things happen like in the series they sort of like use that more as sort of like right like a this guy has like more purpose throughout but like yeah so they become the butterfly wings of change kind of more like an antagonist that kind of like it's someone else you have to worry about in the series like yeah sort of like instead of the past being obdurate and like oh like 
my car is going to get a flat tire. It's like, oh, you went in this room. Now, magically, I don't know where there's like a thousand roaches climbing all over you. So it's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and then like this guy walks by in the hallway. That's the yellow card man. Like, it, I don't know. Yeah, they're kind of like the personification of the yeah. past being obdurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that is a good question. Then, like, like I don't know. Are they always standing by the portal? Like, but I just don't understand it. Well, it was end. neat, but it was like I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I just missed something, but I just felt like it know, didn't really tie together enough. Right. It was sort of well, like it, the they could have left it out. Well, at the end, when he talked to that last yellow green card man, yeah, I mean that's when he found out that oh, it doesn't always totally reset. Well, that's true. At least that guy told him, right? And that there are consequences, and the bubble will bust, and the world will end if you keep doing this. And one of the things too is he's the last guy was like, "I've been trying to stay away from your string." Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yes. If you want me to do this, why didn't you? Why? Why not stop me? Like, if you know I'm here, hmm. and you've been trying to stay away, but you want me to go through and then come back and then go back through, like, why didn't you just like tell me from the beginning? Like, yeah. or is this the only way that you think that I'm going to learn? Right. Or- he could have just come and said, and if you step back into a portal from nine. 19- to 1958 and someone comes up and he goes hey i know you're from this year this is not really a reset portal like i think i would listen to that guy because obviously he knows about it yeah like he's not freaked out by the idea of time travel so clearly (laughs) out of nowhere (laughs) yeah yeah no i agree there was a little bit that i feel like i missed about the yellow card man um for sure like i feel like i missed something or it could have been Maybe like solidified something yeah, yeah. out more yeah, a little more yellow 800 pages <laughs> well i can tell you that no <laughs> there were a few places that could have been replaced by yellow card examples but <laughs> well, i'm kind of wondering too like um i don't know if we ever have if we have any questions about it or not in here mm-hmm. but um when way further in the um in the book when um jake is on mercedes street or he goes back to mercedes street to talk to um uh templeton whatever her name was um mm-hmm. with the little girl yeah and it's the second time that he's met her or whatever or talked to her and she's like or maybe he wasn't actually he i think he she called him to let him know that the um, apartment was open now or whatever right and they were talking about his her daughter and she said oh she had a nightmare about you and there was a creature in the back, like back seat of your car or whatever. Right. Like, and it went by the name Jimla. And like, they right. never, oh yeah. Like, they never, I feel like that should have had more of an importance, like the whole Jimla thing in general, but like yes. also the creature that was behind him. And I'm wondering if that was somehow tied to like the green card men but I don't because he called him Jim Law a few Mm -hmm. times when he came through at least yeah the the drunk one did yeah Yeah. oh I did find that in the book but I couldn't figure out where it was or what time which one he came through that they started doing that yeah yeah and then he saw it on you know the the billboard and and then it was at that school and 
but yeah. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that the little girl picked up on something off of Jake. Yeah. yeah. Some kind of vibe. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. There's just, I felt like they, they could have added the green card man in there a little bit more as well. Like, yeah, I just, it felt like it was thrown in just to kind of I don't know. Yeah. So, what do you guys think? Think that the cards meant? Um, do you, I, I I don't know if we we talked about that later, but we're talking about the the different colors of the card. But like, what do you guys think that each color meant? And do you think See, it was explained well enough? <laughs> God, I can't. Do you guys remember? It was almost like it was their level of sanity of holding that's the strings what I together. That's what I kind of got toward <laughs> the end because it was at the end of the book the card was flashing between different colors like he said like the screensaver on his computer it was flashing right. through all these colors and yeah it must have been I feel like it was either like a level showing like level of sanity or a level of like state um, of mind like or danger to the danger universe to the, exactly yeah <laughs> okay. danger to the universe yeah of strings or something because like he, they did kind of compare it to like radiation oh okay. a detector yeah. yeah oh interesting okay so like where it changes like like things are messed up or whatever like get out of there i think that's kind of excuse me someone's at my door <laughs> and i wonder too if like that's um if it's maybe messes up like starts turning more colors like the closer you are to the portal mm. or if you're only allowed to leave so far from the portal or, like yeah it just what? didn't yeah it didn't seem to like really explain itself as well as i would story. <laughs> yeah why didn't the yellow card man like follow him around like because you could like only go <laughs> oh yeah that's right they did say that didn't they that there was yep. like a radius Oh, so how did that other guy how did the other card man how was he, he just went to the radius he couldn't go any farther no, but the new guy he, yeah same thing he that's why he didn't chase jake down and tackle him or anything he could only go so far but how did he get there from his old portal how do you even get assigned to this job like this yeah is bad, exactly so like what the <laughs> hell is this <laughs> Well, the, old, the other guy died. Now there's an even is this transfer me? <laughs> I don't know. Replacement transferred in <laughs> from Seattle. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I just there was no one at the door. By the way, oh no, we all heard a knock. The dogs barked, but there was no one there. Oh, maybe it was me hitting the cabinet door. Maybe that came through. No, it sounded like like that. Oh no! It was a definite knock. It, oh. we, it happened earlier too. Oh, okay. I said maybe someone's knocking on the basement door. I don't know. <laughs> Have fun, your house is going. It's the yellow card man. Yeah. <laughs> I need to stop having this discussion. Yes. <laughs> so, mom, it looks like you had a question that maybe got misplaced. So, going back to the Donning killing, I don't know if you. If there was anything more we needed to add, but we can look at it, this question. Um, it's, um, do you think it was fair, so to speak, that Jake killed Frank Dunning before Dunning tried to kill his second family? 
Oh, yeah, I guess that was a question and I had it in the wrong place. You know, like, I, okay. I guess that we kind of discussed it a little bit is like, if you know someone is going to commit a crime. Is it fair to, is it fair yeah. to kill someone before? That's like, could you go back in time to Hitler and kill him when he was a child, when he hadn't done anything yet? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that was, that made about, movie about you know, because what? They made a movie about this called the Minority Report. Yes, they did, didn't they? <laughs> I, need to I did not that. know that. I have not seen oh. that. No, oh, I'm that's a good one. Yeah. Watch I watched that. that in science class, actually. Interesting. Yeah. I, have, I think I have that movie. So you do. It is it's a good movie. It but is, yeah, no, but- that is a good question. Cause I mean, if if the past is the past is obdurate, but but we've been talking about how it does change and well. The past is obdurate. That's what he keeps saying, but it's not the truth. Like so, no. it's so the past isn't obdurate necessarily, though it doesn't want to be changed, but it still does change. Mm-hmm. So right. with that in mind, it's almost like even if you do know something's going to happen, there's there's still maybe like a one percent chance that it won't. Right. And that one percent chance is free will and. Yeah, also him going to kill Lee Harvey Oswald, um, you know, because he wasn't sure if he was the only one involved or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And he could have taken him out at different times. And Mm -hmm. but anyway, that that was just a thought. No, My brain is shut, just shut down. So <laughs> <laughs> mid thought. No, it's, no, it is a really good question, though, and that is a good movie to watch. Um, so with chapter eleven, um, and this this is where Jake. So Al mentioned to Jake that he had tried to save a innocent girl's life. Um, this girl had been killed or maimed by Hunter or someone by accident yeah a stray bullet and so jake was like well while i'm back here in time i'll try to prevent that as well so he goes to the family of the daughter's um house and tries to distract the person who had shot the stray bullet he's trying to distract him with um a cribbage like trying to learn cribbage because this guy is apparently like a cribbage tournament you know like winner or whatever (laughs) so he goes to this guy's house and uh, he's like, well, I want to learn how to play cribbage and you're the guy to learn it from. So, yeah. And that's that's why he was there and um, trying to prevent that from happening to that little girl. And mom, you were asking, what did you think of Jake's cribbage plan? <laughs> well, because he had done, other, you know, try to, uh, well, Al had done different things um, to try and stop him and... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was a nice, it was a way to learn something that you didn't know before. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, you didn't have to kill anybody or hurt anybody. Right. Yeah, yeah. no, I thought it was really well thought out as well. I, you know. I, I can't remember if I had the follow-up question on that about the guy's wife. Uh, there's not, but I mean, you could add it. Okay, well, <laughs> well, because... <laughs> 
um, after they were done playing cribbage, she came out and she was, when he was leaving and she goes, I prayed on it. And I know you saved my husband. God told me that you saved my husband from something. And I just thought that was interesting that, well, here was another person like that little girl that somehow knew or had gotten a message somehow that he was, there was more to him than, than what met the eye. Mm-hmm. And that there was like a plan. Right. Cause he was being sort of a weirdo, just like showing up and like, yeah. I need to know how to play cribbage for <laughs> right. you on this day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for this many hours. And, yeah. <laughs> and I'll pay you X amount of money, which was a lot of money back then. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and they really could use the money. So yeah, it was just kind of, I don't know. It was nice though. It was a nice way to show like a little change that also had like, I don't know, a positive impact on those people. Um, yeah. yeah. My guardian angel. That kind of came up a couple of times. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. And then um, I think this is Miranda's question. Um, do you think that Jake should have tried some sort of similar plan for the other instances of averting people getting killed rather than just straight up murder. (laughs) (laughs) Murder. You know, that's a good point because I think Frank Dunning wasn't, I don't know, he must've had some other hobby. Like, I mean, besides, well, maybe drinking, like drinking might've been, I know in the show, like he's, he's a butcher and something nasty happens, but like, just, yeah, you would think, that there would be something that he enjoyed doing that um yeah right that jake could have tried first yeah i just i i feel like yes they're murderers but like i feel like there could have potentially been another way of of doing it mm-hmm. other than just straight up murder like the frank dunning one i kind of get because he really didn't have a whole lot of time to really really think about it right like right. he had I mean, he did in, a couple months, right? Well, and right, like time was different back then, so it's like for like a woman and her kid to be in like an abusive situation like that, like yeah. how do you get out of it? Like, yeah, I don't know if you keep the guy away for a couple days or something, like he's just gonna get drunk and come home and beat them again. So I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But like, I feel like too, like the Kennedy assassination, like there was a long period of time of which I feel like he could have maybe come up with more of a plan. Like, even if he wasn't sure it was Oswald. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I get that he was like, oh, the butterfly effect, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like, it'll change where he is or what he does. But right, if you change it enough, like, he might not oh, right. want to do it, right? Yeah, I mean, that is a good point. He didn't That's know, cool. though, that it was Lee Oswald. So that was most of well, the reason for him was- not intervening because he didn't know... if it was him alone he knew it was him but he didn't know it was if it was him did he know that it was him though i don't yeah i thought he still didn't know if he i didn't think so either right yeah it was like a 98 percent what was that i think al said that it was like a 98 percent sure that he acted alone but he wasn't 100 percent sure alone yeah right right so but it was that two percent where it was like "Ooh, do i take a man's life for two percent right but he could have 
like, you know, would he have had to have killed him? Could he have interacted with him in different ways and made a change that way? Mm-hmm. Right, because even if you did that, like, he could have still followed him, like, watched him like Al was and see mm-hmm. where he went next and... I don't know. Yeah. In a way, he did try to kind of change things because he talked to the whatever Montagru or oh yeah, right, right, right. Oh yeah, and he's like, don't go near him and blah 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 blah, and like pretending to be like CIA or something like right, right. (laughs) That's true, yeah. But like, I guess I don't know. It just seemed kind of weird that he did that, but like he didn't really, I don't know, do much else because that could have also like. I don't know, set some things to change. Mm-hmm. I don't right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Why did it have to come down to like being in the book mm-hmm. depository? Yeah. yeah. And then, Mom, you had um, in chapter 13, it, um, page eight, or sorry. I don't know what eight page third three four five means, but anyway, um, Sadie thinks Kennedy's foreign policy is jingoistic, <laughs> which means derogatory. So, do we think that it was? And maybe, um, maybe you can kind of go over well, I think what the I, foreign policy was. I don't really. Well, what is what was jingoistic? I think I had the definition underneath the question. Yep, derogatory, um, characterized by extreme patriotism, especially in the form of aggression or warlike foreign policy. Okay, and you know, I think actually it was because it was very aggressive towards Cuba, and that was the big thing back then was um, trying to keep communism at bay, and especially in Cuba, and they. You know, I, I'm not really up on it, but I just, I just thought that word mm-hmm. was so interesting that yeah, it was. I had to look it up. It's like, <laughs> what the heck does this mean? And you know, and mm-hmm. yeah, and it's yeah. so funny because when I'm listening to the book, some of these words just kind of fly by. Like I don't even remember this word, so it's just funny. How... Yeah, well, I mean, words. Yeah, nothing major. Just kind of wanted. That, you know, not everyone agreed with everything that JFK mm-hmm. and the politics of the time were. So mm-hmm. just like today, I mean, people agree with some things and not others. And mm-hmm. I yeah, like I didn't know when it was very, very much like I could I could see what was happening down in like the te- Texas, like in their attitudes would very much be the way it would be they would be very much like that and I think a lot of time I still now even they're kind of still that way so <laughs> yeah I mean I'm not surprised by it at all yeah and and it just you know and then that at the time that was a very I mean it was a very tense political international time um and people were worried about war and and getting into wars and stuff i think korea had just i am not good with went dates for wars um but i think korea had already finished in 58 so it was like they didn't want to get into another war and then you know 
anyway, but there was this whole political feelings and background to the whole story. So, and mm -hmm. I think that's, even though it's, you know, it isn't a real political book, but there is a lot of background feelings in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Didn't that's the, and I can't remember if I'm thinking of this right, but um, wasn't um, Lee Oswald, wasn't he, was he pro like socialism? Yes. I remember. Yeah, and that, that surprised me, I guess. And, and like, I didn't, yes, I didn't realize that either. Yeah, and I don't know why, like, I just remember that, that striking me as like, because Kennedy was a Democrat right. and these days people are always equating democrats to socialists so it's like it i guess it just like really struck me as like oh wow that's weird people are dumb they don't really <laughs> but you know it was just it yeah well and, yeah, lee harvey oswald had actually defected to russia because he believed in communism and then he felt that russia was had corrupted communism, socialism, or whatever. And so then he came back to the US. He undefected. So <laughs> his plan was to go to Cuba. Right. And his plan was to go to Cuba. Because they were doing communism, right? Yeah. Oh, in his okay. mind. Yeah. yeah. And that's, oh, okay. that's why he wanted to stop uh, Kennedy, because he didn't want didn't Kennedy want to, to put a stop to that. Interesting. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of the politics part that I didn't really know about and I I really don't know anything about the Cuban politics or so a lot of that was kind of lost on yeah. me but I know it was important <laughs> but for me it was just more like a feeling in the background right. that you just knew it was there right exactly because you brought it up every now and then and it's like oh yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah there's national world stuff going on and <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it's yeah. making things go into the motion that they are tension in the air um let me just see here okay so then chapter 19 the cuban cuban missile crisis george slash jake reaches out to sadie did he save her life by finding her in time um the question above also asks um the question so i'm trying to think what happened there I think she had, I can't remember if she had, she had taken some pills. She was home alone and I know she had taken some pills and she had been drinking and he found her in time. And so he saved her life. And, and it was like the Cuban okay. missile crisis was like on the news and it was just like really. Oh yeah, that's right. Cause Sadie's um, boyfriend at the time was like saying, oh, like. Husband. Was it? Was it? Or I thought she was seeing yeah. someone new by this time who oh, wasn't Jake. Right. Yeah, that's right. She was. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. her her boyfriend was saying like he knows like you know the world's gonna end in fire or something like that like. Right, like a nuclear yeah destruction. Right. right. And then this happened, and she's like, "He's right," and yeah. But I think I don't... she also just received photos too from yes. her her ex husband that had like pictures of what happens in the nuclear fallout yes from japan yes yeah or pictures in an envelope that had been mailed to her and i don't think it was a suicide attempt 
per se, because she said she just couldn't sleep and didn't realize how many pills she had taken and uh, alcohol and stuff. But uh, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Do you really not know how many pills you took? Because she said she took the pills first and then she True. because the pills weren't weren't working. True. But I, yeah, I don't believe that for a second. I believe she was trying to take her life. Yeah, I do too. Okay. So yes, he, he did, did save her life. life. <laughs> because yeah, it, I mean, how often did she have people stopping by? Never. No one would have. <laughs> I mean, they probably wouldn't have found her till she was late for school or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, technically, I don't know. Did he make her throw up or anything? Or did he just sit with her and like put cold water on her and like sober her up? So like maybe she wouldn't have died. I think it was definitely an attempt, but she Mm could have like, if he wasn't there, like maybe she would have like choked in her sleep or something because she like so out of it. He was having issues breathing. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because whenever she was like not sitting up, it was like raspy, like. Oh, that's right. And like took a while for her to like take breaths. So I don't know. It's hard to say yes or no whether or not he did, but I think he did. I think he did, too. Mm-hmm. And then Jake slash George has come to believe that life is not random. Um, coincidences happen, but this is... Um, Mom, you had written this. I don't know if you have your notes, so I'm just going to say no. it. <laughs> okay. Um, coincidences happen, but I've come to believe that they are actually quite rare. Something is at work. Something is at work, okay? <laughs> Somewhere not me, in the un- I'm not at work. I, well, actually, I'm in my work office. All right. but, you know. Somewhere in the universe or behind it, a great machine is ticking and turning its fabulous gears. Um, yeah, so what do you guys think about time, life, coincidences, and randomness? <laughs> oh, you mean the fact that, oh, gee, I didn't know there was a series about this book, and all of a sudden there is, and the date was a jeopardy question and then angie's husband asked about the date um i just think it's so weird because so many random coincidental little Mm -hmm. things not major things but little Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. always seem to connect yeah they do at least among us no i don't think i don't think we're special so yes we um... are You are wrong. You are special. You know what I, mean? I think if you're open to seeing them, you see them more than other people. Sort of That's like true. the lucky people are just more open to like little things finding, making them happy and like seeming like a lucky thing or something. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I don't know, people who don't, I don't know, don't. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I always think of that. <laughs> <laughs> never lucky everything's always happening to him blah 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 like yes yeah yeah I definitely do feel like there's something like something about life that really does is like life does seem to work in like a spiral where it's like you encounter something and then like little later on like it's there again but maybe in a different form and like it just yeah just kind of things like when I was really little and I really liked Princess Bride like I loved Mm -hmm. Wesley like I wanted to be Wesley and then later in my life I discovered fencing from a friend and it was like then I really got into fencing and it's like then it kind of went away and it's like oh maybe I want to try it again but 
I don't know if I can because of my knees and stuff, but it's just like little spirally things that just kind of happen. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. I definitely feel like, obviously I believe in free will, but I also believe that there's more, that there's more at work for sure. It feels neat when there are coincidences. Right. Or harmonizations, not necessarily coincidences. Yeah. But I mean, that includes coincidences, but the harmony that happens. I like how they kept bringing that up, like the harmonics of 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 the past. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder sometimes, though, if, if you like, you know, like something and you, you see it, like, I don't know, just like, are you more open to seeing things related to it like oh I bought a blue van with wood panel and now I see the same van everywhere like you know like <laughs> all of a sudden there's like, some of that never noticed red jeeps before and now we bought a red jeep but now there's red jeeps everywhere like mm-hmm. is it something like just a similar vein not exactly like that mm-hmm. but right but no that so yeah like, I think it could be a little bit yeah. of that and I think there's other things that are just like way more obvious like on Facebook yesterday I don't know if um some of you guys aren't on Facebook so you didn't see this I put it on Facebook so um one of my friends had posted they had done like one of those um painting parties Mm -hmm. and uh it was like kind of like a sunset and had like a silhouette of a tree and three birds and it had the quote like like every little thing's gonna be all right like from the song mm-hmm. every little thing's gonna be all right and there's something in the song about three birds I don't even know all the words <laughs> to the song mm-hmm. but literally touching that post right below it was a post <laughs> from a different friend one that does not know that other friend um and it was like it was a post of a kid singing that song in a video and I was like whoa and I was just like oh my god like I've just had like stressful things going on at work and stuff and I was like okay every little thing is gonna be all right and I just like so I saw that Thursday night and then like Friday I just had it stuck in my head and it was like one little thing after another was happening and I was just like well every little thing's gonna be all right and then some things went better and some it was just I don't know I don't know what I'm talking about now but that was a really weird coincidence and so it was like okay well maybe this is just the message I need right now I don't know where it came from maybe it's maybe it's a coincidence maybe it's well you know and I really do think God throws things out there for you to see and some people just aren't open to seeing it you know and and yeah I I like to think of it more like spider webs even though I hate spiders but you know (laughs) but it's it's like you have all these little connections and mm-hmm. and it's weird how they connect and mm-hmm. on how different parts of your life you you have different things mm-hmm. that will connect back to something right. else yeah whether it's through people or activities or places or like yeah i agree yeah mm-hmm. it's weird and wonderful exactly mm-hmm. yeah and you have to be open to it and enjoy it and you don't have to be but it sure makes life more interesting well yes definitely (laughs) yes (laughs) yes i just think that's so cool angie because you really needed yeah that that message and to have it to come from two complete 
strangers pretty much yeah. at a time when you needed it or you know it really helped it was oh. like that is so cool sorry I just had a mind blow moment because we're talking about time so I just today I I was listening to a, or watching a YouTube and the one lady said they were watching or they're listening to the book by um, Robert Jordan the wheel of time series <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's cool. I like that book, whatever. And then later on, I was listening to a completely different YouTube thing called Between Two Peers. And the one lady said that one of her favorite books is The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. also, like both of that was today. And yeah, anyway, so. Whoa. And you've read that and it's book? About, I've, I've read the first book a while ago, but okay. it's it's a long series. It's a fantasy it's a series. It's a very long series. But <laughs> anyway. Have you read it, Miranda? thought I'd share that um I've read part of the I think I read part of the first book or I read the first book but that was like back in high school oh okay so that's cool the, though and then here we are talking about time about time and coincidences <laughs> so I had to bring it up <laughs> mind blown like it wasn't even just any book it was the wheel of time book <laughs> another coincidence or not we are no. talking about um Oh, <laughs> uh, butterfly effect. And I just want to point out mom is wearing a shirt with butterflies. butterflies. <laughs> oh, yes, I did not intentionally do that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I didn't intentionally do that. No, I didn't. Of course you didn't. I know. <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I have to take a break because I have to go grab my right. charge from my phone and use the other room. <clears throat> All right. All right, so we are back from our little break and we'll just keep trucking along. So we have, we did talk a little bit more about the yellow card man. So I'm not sure if, um, yeah, I, I don't know. So do you guys agree with the yellow card man being the personification of the obdurate past or do you think he personifies anything else um do you think he do you think al realized he was actually creating new strings or do you think he just didn't care that he was i don't think al realized he did because he told um jake that it was a reset mm -hmm. so it, that nothing was changed so mm -hmm. i really don't think he was aware of it yeah aware of it at all he was totally oblivious to it I agree. and i don't i don't know if i fully believe that the reason i say that is because while yes when when jake meets the yellow card man he's like drunk already <laughs> but al has gone back how many times mm -hmm. was there for how long and like how many times did he meet him true every like, time he went through exactly so my question I, like i wonder like how mm -hmm. much did he try to explain to al in the beginning oh like did he actually say anything to him or was he already like to the drunk point at that point hmm. or oh. the development mm -hmm. True. that's a good it. point good point that is true yeah, I feel like he must have thought that it was mostly, you know, it mostly just stayed the same. But yeah, I, I don't get the impression that Al really knew too much about it. Like, And he didn't really care either. He just enjoyed getting right. free good meat and 
getting a tan when he, you know, was stressed out in the winter and <laughs> went on to Florida to fish. And <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It was interesting for sure. Um, yeah. And I guess, so we have quite a few general questions about the book. I feel like we didn't even touch on like Sadie and their relationship yet. So maybe, I don't know if there's anything in here, but maybe we'll come up with something by the end. <laughs> if you want to, I mean, did you guys feel like Jody, that whole like five year he was there, however long he was there, like, was that, what did you think of that? Did you feel like the romance was necessary? Did you feel like, I don't know, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it was necessary as far as like storytelling goes, because it kind of helped him it created a tension that wouldn't be there otherwise because it created a desire for him to kind of stay and mm -hmm. it pushed his decisions like you know he couldn't be quite as reckless maybe as he might otherwise be if he didn't if he hadn't fallen in love with someone um but um yeah i i felt like it was a good i think it was a good addition um and i feel like it was actually not just an addition, but I, I actually do feel like it was kind of like a key component of the story. Um, just the fact that, you know, he, Jake slash George was, I don't know, I guess it kind of just like showed how like the mundane life isn't really a bad thing. And like, the so-called insignificance like he said he he just wanted to live an insignificant life with four kids with you know mm -hmm. being with Sadie the librarian and him like the the cranky English teacher like that was <laughs> like after all of that had happened like that's all he wanted in life and I feel like that was kind of a big part of what the story was trying to kind of show is just like the insignificance of life is a beautiful thing the little things in life. Mm -hmm. um, I guess then too, like, um, what did you think about the fact that when he went after she went after like the assassination stuff went through and that he went back or whatever and then he came back and he was gonna stay and then he decided to leave and not meet her at mm. all. Like, what did you guys think about that? And then also him then choosing to, like, try and find her in his time. Right. Her. I don't know. To me, that part seemed a little much, I guess. Especially since he's like, my name's George Anderson. Like, Amberson. <laughs> like, that sounds familiar or whatever. Like, <laughs> like that to me was like, a little bit much. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think because he loved her so much and because she, I, I'll just say it anyway, because she died when he stopped the assassination attempt that he was really, really, it hurt him deeply because he, you know, because he was going to bring her back with him to the present and, and she was going to go. And I think I would want 
to see how that person that you loved so much, how they had turned out, mm -hmm. you know, and actually with him not in her life, she actually had done quite a bit of important things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, which I found really interesting too. I mean, <laughs> she'd been to Washington, she'd done this, she'd done that. I mean, it's like, gee, if she'd stay, if he'd stayed in the past and not, you know, not um, stop the JFK killing, would would she have done that bec or would she not have? Oh, that's you a good know, question. You know, because she was married to him, would she have, I don't know, would they have had kids? Would, you know, would that have changed? Because definitely in the 60s, you didn't always work once you had kids. Um, would mm -hmm. that have changed her life and the life around her? So mm -hmm. I think I'd want to meet the person that you loved in a different mm -hmm. timeline in your timeline, even though she was like, what, 80 and he was mm -hmm. 40 or whatever, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think curiosity would get the better of most people if they were in that situation. Mm -hmm. You just want to know. I don't know, would you actually meet them or would you just like internet <laughs> stalk them? The internet. <laughs> right, like yeah. it probably would just end there, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's. I have to say, I really enjoyed the the character of Sadie, though, overall. I just okay. thought, I don't know, I related to her a lot in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, not just not just the fact that she was clumsy or whatever, but like, <laughs> yeah, just... She was not, tall, which I am not. Uh, yeah, so and I'm not tall, <laughs> but... <laughs> but yeah, I just... I just it was accident prone, which we right. can all relate to. That's true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought she was like a super sweet like just super honest to like to the point of people always taking advantage of, of her you know except for Jake and I don't know I just thought that she was just a really cool character and just like this little ball of honesty in the story that just is like wrapped in mystery and lies and like darkness yeah and honestly I really loved everyone that was in Jody pretty much yeah, yeah. Most it seemed definitely. like a nice little yeah, town. It yeah. really did. <laughs> I can understand why he was like, yeah, I could, this is home. Right. Yeah. I yeah. could stay here. Yeah. Right. Except yeah. he couldn't teach because they knew he was a fake. Didn't have a <laughs> teacher's license. <laughs> yeah. And I did watch the, the, the Hulu series and, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I pictured Sadie with black hair and like a short crop haircut, kind of like a flapper haircut for some reason. Oh, really? I thought it yeah, was like blonde. Yeah, and she was in the Hulu series. So like, yeah, I just thought that was, that was interesting. I kind of pictured her as like, kind of like a flapper, almost like a tall flapper <laughs> kind of, but that's beside the point. But <laughs> yeah, I liked her. And, and yeah, she made Jake look at himself, do a lot of introspective mm -hmm. delving into himself. And, and I like that, too. Mm -hmm. What about him lying to her? Like, would you be able to tell someone that you're from the future? Like, oh how my do you God. get around that situation? Like, is it inevitable that it's going to, like, blow up? Right? Yeah. I was, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say that I had I had questioned that too before I had finished the book but then eventually he had told her about 
about him being from the future and yeah I think the progression of everything happened in a good like timing because like too soon that would have been like you know she might not have believed him and it just might have gone like downhill real quick but then like yeah he's still kind of withheld information even when their trust had been established because like he didn't want to mess up how the timeline was gonna go and then finally it was like okay like you're you're not getting rid of me I'm not getting rid of you this is how it's just gonna have to be so I feel like he the Stephen King made a really good timeline of of how Jake revealed himself to her yeah I agree yeah I think so too she and I thought he could have told her sooner. <laughs> I had that thought when I was reading through. I was like, just just tell her, like, she's going to leave you with, like. <laughs> because I think she would have believed him no matter when she told him or when he told her because, you know, he could back it up with some proof of things that were going to happen. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's true. I was just thinking of like the different gambling things and like would that be enough to convince me someone from was from the future like I'm not sure it would but well he knew about the Cuban missile crisis I think that's when he told her that he but was so did her future. boyfriend so did her boyfriend no, no, but he knew exactly how things would turn out okay where her boyfriend was didn't know that I know, oh, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Kennedy coming to Texas. Right. That mm. kind of, I feel like, yeah, there was a lot of, I don't think the gambling would really like, or like who in sports is winning what, like right. probably wouldn't either, but like. Yeah, yeah I don't even know if that would convince me though. Like if someone was like, oh, the president's going to come to, you know, Minneapolis, I'd be like, okay, why not? I mean, like, like, like <laughs> and specific having specific dates for them. I yeah. think that kind of would lead me to believe, be inclined to believe them. Mm-hmm, I don't know right. if crazy, and well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't know how much it would take to to make me believe someone was from the future, or yeah, from the future. But <laughs> it, it would depend on the person and how. Yeah. yeah. So when did? Well, oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to move on. So um, when or if, when or did um, 11, 22, 63 start to grab your interest? And did it ever lose you? Were there parts that you didn't think were necessary? I know for me, like, it started to grab me when, um, you know, with the time portal thing at Al's diner like for one I just like I I like diners and the aesthetic of diners so when he was there I was like oh that's cool and I just like that aesthetic so it kept it grabbed me but then like the time portal was like okay now it's getting interesting because before that it was kind of just his mundane life as a teacher kind of and by that you know usually chapter one is supposed to really grab you and like oh this is what we're getting into and it didn't really do that until chapter two which is when the time portal kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the book lost me a little bit when he like was first meeting Sadie and she was talking about like her sexual relationship and like, I don't know if it was just audio or what, but like their whole, that whole scene about her talking about her exes, like the broomstick between them. And 
that just seemed to drag on like forever and like I don't know there was just some some scenes that just felt like they were lasting a long time and um I like I mentioned earlier um the police interrogation was like okay like let's just move on like we get it he has to create an alibi we get it okay he's being clever let's move on and like it just kind of dragged on a little bit but so yeah I don't know what I about think you guys parts were necessary mm-hmm. so I mean I don't know I didn't I would say it started to grab me yeah when he actually like first it gets introduced to the portal um, before that, I was kind of like, okay, where is this going? Like, you know, I think <laughs> yeah. that was so necessary, like, to kind of get him to go. Mm-hmm. Right. The backstory of, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, for the most part, like, it, I don't think it ever really lost me. I was pretty much just like, okay. And then I just kept reading. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, to, yep. sorry to interject again, but yeah, I guess to just kind of a lot of like his life in Jody, I guess it was charming, but it was like, I was getting kind of lost there because not confused lost, but just, it was losing my interest a little bit. <laughs> I know you me- you messaged me and you're like, is- I can't remember what you said. Like, does this go on for a long time or something? Yeah, like, not- does this have anything to do with anything? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't remember. See, I, like, I was but- like, yeah, just keep going. Just absorb it. Yeah. <laughs> it was taking a little bit long for me. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> and, and- the part the like what the story was about more than like stopping the assassination right right and that's what i learned much later yeah 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 i thought the whole book was everything was necessary and kept my interest the whole time that's awesome yeah he was a really good writer like yeah i yeah there was some yeah there were some parts when he was like, like, uh, like watching uh, Lee Oswald and like setting up his apartments and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like, and I, it was more like, I don't know why I went into it with like, I don't know, the expectation that, okay, here comes the boring part. It's like, I was expecting <laughs> something to like, with the book being so thick, I was expecting some point to drag on too much. And like, some of that was, I don't know. Wasn't yeah. as interesting as other parts, but it never really felt like it was. It it was fine. It was it was fine. I like went into it like, oh god, they're gonna get really technical or something. <laughs> Here comes the technical Jargon part. I'm not gonna and, care yeah, about. And right. I was like, oh no, it's fine. Okay, it fits in. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> well, that's awesome. No, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, some parts I may have read faster and maybe yes. a little yeah but, definitely yeah you know but <laughs> the gist you know hits yeah. paragraphs and... <laughs> yeah. I was gonna do that because I was kind of running a little bit behind and reading the book but mm-hmm. uh I ended up just no just chugged along at my normal pace nice oh that's awesome so yeah, and I guess, yeah, well, I, I wrote this, but we kind of discussed it already, so I guess we don't really have to go into that as to why he chose assassination of Kennedy. Right. Um, yeah. So, and then we kind of talked about that already with the great <laughs> machine, <laughs> the overarching fate. Um, and then 
And then what is the nature of time as presented in 112263? So some of these, some of these are, um, I can't remember all of the catchphrases that are used, but some of the key phrases are the past harmonizes with itself. Life term turns on a dime, which he used more in the first part than the latter half I noticed. And then the past is obdurate. And I'm trying to think if there were anything, any other ones, but. The harmonics, but I think you mentioned that. The past harmonizes with itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, so some questions, time doesn't want to be changed. Time is obdurate. Why, why do you think this is? And same with like the harmonies cropping up. Um, and we can, you know, we can put this in terms of the book too, you know, like why is, why <laughs> is, do you think it needed to be obdurate for this book or, you know? Fair enough. Cause is, is time obdurate? We don't know. We don't know. We will never know until we figure out time travel. And then even if we do, we might still not know because we might not be able to ever come back. That is true. true. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was interesting that Stephen King decided to choose like the the time that time pushes back mm -hmm. um yeah yeah I mean I don't read I don't really read like a time like time travel stuff so I guess I don't really have anything to compare it to but I've never really I guess I haven't really heard of a time travel um system that where time kind of pushes back and just wants to be the same so mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of that was really cool that he chose that he chose to do that. Yeah, I thought so too. And I also thought it was interesting that no matter how hard it pushed back, it never actually killed him. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't know if that's because he's not a part of the past, so really he shouldn't die because he couldn't <gasps> be found there, or if it was just like mm -hmm. he, it was just there to scare him, or. Like, because in trying to stop him, it's changing itself. Right. True. Or is it? But most likely right. it is. <laughs> Fair enough. The bus crashing. Or the car, you know, crashing or, you know, whatever. Like, the right. guy's beating the shit out of him. And like, yeah. Like, I mean, in itself, yeah, it, it, it's pushing hard against him, but mm -hmm. pushing hard against him never killed him changing and it never kills him right that's interesting mm -hmm. and mm. is it a monster that he brought like that has that's like overhanging like you know like the girl said or right it time itself i don't know Ooh. <laughs> do you guys angie or mom do you guys have any other things on that point it was close almost I mean in a way like made time a character yeah yes it really did was cool. yeah. and then um the butterfly effect what is it and I think someone asks or asked if oh on the very bottom um do you believe in the butterfly effect what so what is it and do you believe that it's a thing So pretty much the butterfly effect was like if a butterfly flaps its wings, it could cut here, it could cause a tsunami in like Asia. Like that's basically the right. like one little change could cause something else to happen that's huge, which they kind of expressed in like the last bit of uh eleven twenty two sixty three with him going 
stopping the assassination of Kennedy, but then like going back and through the portal, it's like yeah. part of Canada. There's earthquakes everywhere. <laughs> like no power. Yeah. We should talk about that too when when we're done discussing this this part. Yeah. yeah. And I mean. I, I think it's a possibility. I think that everything does affect things in some way. Mm-hmm. I still think, yeah, it's really funny that you're wearing a butterfly shirt. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's just really fun. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it does too. I mean, how can it, how can it not? I mean, maybe maybe there are certain things that it's like whatever like if you kick a stone across the sidewalk I'm sure that's not really changing anything I mean not anything huge I mean you're changing something so you're obviously changing something but (laughs) like you might have killed an ant that would have fed a bird that would have fed a bear that no I mean it's (laughs) it does make you kind of like go hmm but I'm sure there are certain things that are more of an effect than others. I, I don't, I don't think it's like, I don't know if I, yeah. Yeah. It's, it is a very interesting thought. Cause yeah, it might not be like even within your lifetime that, that the change happened, right. like with the tsunami thing, like maybe, maybe that, that tsunami happened because the butterfly flapped its wings 2000 years ago or, you know, Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be within like anyone's lifetime even. Right. So my eating a tomato is not going to cause a nuclear war tomorrow. It might. Not tomorrow. Maybe not tomorrow, <laughs> but. Oh. but yeah, that is so interesting though. It, it is because you don't usually see, I mean, especially if you look back in the past and I don't know if you guys ever watch Finding Your Roots it's a PBS thing. And, um, okay. And this guy, um, I can't think of his name. They do genealogy for like two or three famous people. Okay. And it's just interesting because they go back, you know, way back and like how their, how their family made it over to America, you know, some were in chains, some emigrated, some snuck across the border, from Canada um, that actually was one <laughs> and they were sent back. Um, they came from Ireland through Canada, sneaked in and then... <laughs> wow. But it's, it's, it's interesting because you don't realize like some of the choices that you make today, how they may affect the future. And people mm-hmm. don't know that or they wouldn't do anything. I mean- Right. Oh, that's true. Right. right. I know gotta, I, I wouldn't. Gotta live. <laughs> to just go along and what happens happens and you know and so it's like you know yes you do have to take responsibility for your actions of the day but you can't always predict what they will bring in the future Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's why I kind of brought that show up because it's like you know these people didn't know what their future what their actions would bring into the future so Mm -hmm. you just you don't know Mm -hmm. which is a good thing in some cases I think it is too. Yeah. Yeah. And then that we're, Miranda kind of touched on it, but like in this book, the, the prevention of the assassination led to like a near post-apocalyptic 
future for America. Yeah, that was so weird. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So like people in the future or like, you know, 2011 or whatever, were using um, like kerosene lamps and like some buildings weren't there. Like, I don't know if the factory was there. Um, No, like wind powered vehicles. Oh, I forgot about that. I didn't even, I don't even remember that. That's crazy hybrid electric and then had these weird things on the top of their cars to like, huh. that looked like yeah like um i'm guessing they were like little wind turbine yeah <laughs> i don't remember that for some reason crazy yeah. but like people there had like it looked like um like radiation issues well that's because oh, yeah. one of the yep. nuclear power plants had blown up right okay yeah that's right that one lady had a mask on and, and one like, of the kids was missing his nose his nose yeah oh, yeah that's so crazy like yeah i just think that was interesting that i mean he the what did you say miranda (laughs) he had a nose hole like voldemort oh (laughs) (laughs) that's what i thought when i first read it me too (laughs) that looks like (laughs) but yeah I, i i think it was because instead of going to Vietnam, I think they used the atomic bomb over there or something, mm-hmm. something like that happened. China used it on us, I think, is what happened. Was it? Something like that, because they were trying to do something with, I don't know, telling them to like step down or whatever. And then we blew them up and then they blew us up or something like that. <laughs> like it basically started like a nuclear war. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And then there were like, like you said, all the earthquakes and things too. And Maine had joined Canada. And... That's right. I remember that. <laughs> they were supposed to have electricity yeah. that day, but they didn't. They only got it three times a week or something That's like right. that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like super weird. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Depressing and horrible. Harry was alive. That's yes, true. Was. <laughs> Harry was alive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's interesting that here he thought he was doing this awesomely great thing, mm-hmm. and it had all these horrible consequences after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then yeah. he went back. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, we got to reset this. Like, okay, yeah. so obviously, yeah. <laughs> Even, and that's when the green card guy told him it's not a total reset and right. blah, 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 and stop doing this. You know what I wondered is when he went to the future, like where his, I don't know, where his current body was, that he wasn't there and no one knew who he was. Like, that was weird. It was almost like he erased himself. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Because, like, Harry didn't know who he was, and it was like, like, oh, never heard of a Jake Epping, like... Oh, right. that's right. That's a so when he came back point. to the post. See, yes, I was like, I was like, hmm. Well, well, what happened in the past, and like, right. and he never ended up in Maine. Like, was did he end up, oops, somewhere else? Like, what did that's he? A good point. I guess I just figured oh. like that. Just Harry didn't know him, like because Harry didn't work at the school, right? But would but, they have had the school because they didn't have the library? Well, right. Anymore? There's all sorts of questions you could ask. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good question, though. Yeah. Like, what happened to him in that strain of the future, or that strain of I mean, time? It's been two minutes since he left. I know. <laughs> I know, right? So I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, it just seemed like he didn't. 
actually exist like in that timeline right or you shouldn't or he You might not have i mean because realistically yeah if things have happened like that he who knows if maybe he erased him so right maybe his parents never had him like i don't know right. <laughs> well that would be yeah that's that's a whole nother... we didn't disappear like i'm back to the future <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> maybe he would and that's why the the green card man was like don't stay too long <laughs> oh maybe i mean granted that's he knew funny. yeah that's true he, he made it seem like he knew like how bad it was but yes and he may have because he was keeping all those different strings together <laughs> so we don't know if he could just see the future the past i mean he could see everything mm-hmm. wow. yeah, i thought it was interesting that he that stephen king chose such a, a like su such a an awful future because of the the prevention of the assassination like you know it, it yeah i mean there are so many other Ooh, like components yeah. that would have shifted it wouldn't have just been like okay kennedy's like kennedy's foreign policy was this therefore this would have happened like there would have been more to it as well like different people would have been doing different things and i don't I know I don't know. It's just an interesting. A lot of people are like, yeah, if JFK wouldn't have been assassinated, things would have been better. Like, yeah. Alex, I think. Oh, okay. Like, no, it went really terrible is because yeah. the exact opposite of how people think really that it would have happened. Like, it's going right. to be better. That's a good point. Yeah. I wonder too if, like, yeah, if he chose that because, yeah, for the reasons you guys just said, like, okay, this is the like the opposite way to show it mm -hmm. do you think he had any sort of like moral responsibility of like oh we can't like tell stories about how like assassinating people makes the world better it could also be <laughs> give anybody a good idea <laughs> bad idea right stephen king be the one that would be the one throwing that out no well, he might Maybe. i mean i don't i don't know yeah that's no that's a good question i, don't know, like, I didn't as, even think about that i don't know if you're writing a story and i mean you want to just be able to tell the story that you're thinking of that's right the best story for you or whatever right. but then like i don't know do you get a moment of like oh shit like right what if somebody reads this and right like, i mean and with oh someone God. like like stephen king who has that following like right. it's right? one thing if like a nobody is like oh this is the story that i want to write versus like someone who's has a platform and like does influence people and no. yeah like the moral responsibility question i don't know if if that comes into his mind or not that's a really good question <laughs> I wonder too if, if this is how he he wanted the ending to be like or how he wanted that to be when he first started writing it mm -hmm. too mm -hmm. decided to change yeah yeah that's true because he started it in the 70s i think you had said yeah. and mm -hmm. yeah and finished it after mm-hmm Hey, so I didn't I didn't finish the series on Hulu yet. Do they show the future? They do. Yep. Okay. Is it like the book? I mean, yeah, they get like the main component components that are in the book. So yeah. Yeah, I will say like the move or the, the series is it's very different from the book. Basically they take the same yes. components of the book and they just reorganize them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah very so different <laughs> yeah so very you still get different. like the same i didn't finish it like i wanted to like 
watch it, but I didn't have yeah. it. And I'm like, right. I'm <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's <laughs> why I was like, I had to pause on like episode five or six. Cause I was like, I need to just make sure I'm done with this first. And then I finally finished and we're like, all right, let's do it. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm only like halfway through. But yeah, it's pretty different. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. same characters, but they maybe play, play differently. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Would you suggest watching it? Yeah. 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 I'm kind of curious. Hey, you said you watched it with Ron. Mm-hmm. So without him reading the book, did he feel like it was a good story? Because I kind of wondered like, hmm, is this interesting to someone who hasn't read the book? And then because I'm just like watching it going, oh yeah. my God, it's not supposed to I know. go like that. But I can't. I know. <laughs> I I'm like, yeah. okay. I'm no, like, okay. He said but- that he enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Hmm. I was going to say, you know, because throughout the book, there's always been, I think one reason he may have made the bad, the the future be bad, is that there's always been consequences for every action too, you know? So like by killing Lee Harvey Oswald, that, Yeah. Never mind. You can cut this out, Miranda, because I'm babbling. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean Melissa. <laughs> not babbling. I, I was excited to hear where you were going to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Until she lost her train of thought. Oh, yes, the, the train hit a dead end again. Oops. No, I, I just thought that you know he he did show in a lot of places that there were consequences for whatever action, whether they were. And most of them weren't necessarily great consequences. I mean, like when he won the money in Florida, they burnt down his house. Um, you know, he won the money in Dallas. They beat the crap out of him. Um, so throughout the book, there's been, oh, I do this thing and then something bad happens. So I, I wasn't really surprised when it was kind of a crappy new world. Mm-hmm. Okay. so do you think anything you do in the past if you change it it makes it worse and that's how the Mm. past is obdurate well that that could be i can't go back in the past and there's not much i mean there's some of course there's always things you want to change but no that's a really interesting point yeah because i don't think anything really better happened did it that he like I mean, it went that he changed and then things were better technically maybe stopping the kids from drinking might have saved their mm-hmm. lives but we don't know for sure because he didn't know them previously right. so right. they fine well except they did get in that car that the one boy was not in the truck accident that killed the other boy that had been drinking because there were like there right. were, was, yeah because he was like oh you know i didn't or i don't know right he was because he wasn't drinking because of what he had said right right but like he might have like I, and we I don't know the full story of his life either right so. exactly. that's what i'm saying like we don't really know what happened like he might not have gone anyway that's or true. right the girl right. might have she might have died and she might not have she might have still ended up scarred or whatever mm-hmm. we don't know because we don't know what happened in the other his original timeline that's mm-hmm. true 
So, I mean, that was the only thing I could think of that could have maybe been right. like, okay, yeah, that was a good thing. Like, he stopped right. dying other than the one kid, which, I mean, one is better than three. three. And, like, technically... When oh, yeah, and then that one act... Sorry. And saved his family. Like, technically, mm-hmm. when he called back, like, you know, when he went back or whatever, like, his sister was still alive, but Harry was dead. But... Right. Like... Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because well, Harry had died in Vietnam. Yeah. So. Yeah. I thought you were a guardian angel. Where were you then? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, I did my job once. <laughs> yeah, you have to take a little responsibility for your own actions. <laughs> mm. So and yeah, so there was a good question on some other a book discussion. Um, list that it was interesting to me so um, do you think people today would still react as strongly to a United States president being assassinated as they did when Kennedy was shot why or why not no because I think people don't have that same love of like country and president as they did back then uh, I would disagree. Um, just with everything that's been going on with the crazy Trump people. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if Trump were to get assassinated while he was in office or now. I think like people would like rage. Yeah, I think there would be a capital storming and it would be worse. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, that's true. I'm just, I was, other than right now, yeah, you're right. Like, but previous, like, presidents, like, I don't know, I don't feel like there was as much, like, political tension as there is, like, right now. And, like, maybe. Oh. See, I, I, I see in the 80s, there actually was a lot. And I, people tend to forget that. That was when the hostages were held in Iran. Um, and there were hijackings of planes and stuff. Someone did try to assassinate Reagan. Um, that was actually a very big kind of shocking thing at the time. Mm-hmm. But I think people tend to forget those feelings because they're such strong, bad feelings that you don't want to keep feeling them. Mm-hmm. And so it's very easy to kind of gloss over them. And also because we are, people are just, exposed to so much more violence on TV, music, mm-hmm. you know, movies, whatever that, mm-hmm. you know, people, I, I think people do become a little desensitized. To it. Yeah. Yes, desensitized to it. That's kind of what I was thinking too about like the reaction. I think there would be a strong reaction, but I don't think it would be like shock. Like, right. and I don't know obviously I wasn't alive during the assassination, but I'm, I'm not sure, like maybe there was a lot of shock involved with, with everything happening and, and just like disbelief, like, holy, like, I don't know if that was kind of part of, part of it or not, but I feel like, I almost feel like people were, I don't know, maybe like me, I, I was half expecting it to happen, you know, like during the last presidency especially toward this last year like 
if right. it had happened, I actually wouldn't have been surprised. Um, I think there would still be a strong reaction though, obviously, and but right. it wouldn't be the same type of reaction, I don't think. Well, and I also think too, you think back to 63, I mean, driving in an open air convertible, I mean, I think we were, we, that was like a big loss of innocence, a mm -hmm. collective national yeah. worldwide kind of innocence of, mm -hmm. oh my God, someone would actually do this to a president or to a right. standing. I mean, mind sure. you, Ferdinand, whatever that started World War II was shot and assassinated. Mm -hmm. And he started, that started World War II, but it, you know, because we were such a modern, it was such a modern time in the early 60s that, but yet it was so innocent in mm -hmm. the way I'll say most people behaved and, but there was like a veneer of, that's just not something that you would- Right, there was respect. Think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is really interesting. Because now it's everything's bulletproof this, bulletproof that. Well, I mean, that I was actually thinking reasons. when I was watching, because right? Biden and his wife were walking down the street, like mm -hmm. after, I don't know if after, I don't know what the occasion was, if he was inaugurated or what, but he was just walking down the street with his wife. And we were reading this book. So that was on the top of my mind was mm -hmm. like, that's actually like kind of like gutsy in a way that he's yeah. just walking out in the open like yeah there's service people around him but like that's even less protection than a car <laughs> yeah yeah and I think well they that was the inauguration parade thing and I think they dropped it down to like only a block or two. Oh, it was only a or block okay. it might have been two blocks or three yeah. blocks but usually it was like this really big long okay many blocks mm -hmm. and they had just shortened it down to a few because of safety concerns mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah I think yeah I think we would all be surprised and maybe not surprised horrified and there would be a, mm -hmm. a strong reaction if it happened mm -hmm. but I don't think anyone would be overly surprised mm -hmm. yeah right? Yeah. Right. I mean, we wouldn't be as shocked as it was back then. I agree. So kind of wrapping up with the last question for the um, general, general ideas or general thoughts of the book is, um, did this make you think about a time that you would try to change? Um, would you go back in time if you could to change anything? Um, what about doing things now in order to change your future? Hmm. Right? The time to change the future is it's now. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. <laughs> it is a good question. Mom, you had that question. Yes. And I have <laughs> answers. <laughs> um, you know, if I could go back, there's, you know, there may be I wouldn't be the same person that I am today if I went back and changed things. Mm -hmm. And I've learned a lot from my past. Um, 
yes, there are things that I would like to change or that I wish that wouldn't have happened, but that's just the way it is. But then I wouldn't be who I am today. So if I change things, maybe I wouldn't be, I don't know, I was going to say as kind, but I can be mean too. So, um, <laughs> but maybe I wouldn't, you know, if I wouldn't have had to overcome so much, maybe I wouldn't be as optimistic or as strong or, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, there's certain things where maybe I wish I could have been kinder or maybe notice things sooner or, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking more as an adult, um, you know, just kind of, you know, is there, could there be ways to change things? Would it have made a difference? You know, I'm, I'm happy with the way my life is right now. I'm happy that I've got four wonderful kids. I've got, you know, two stepkids and four step grandkids and a wonderful husband and, I'm very content with my life at the moment. So mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm not making the best choices always, but I try to do the best I can. And I think that's all anyone can do. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I think it's hard to say, yeah, I want to go change this because yeah, you do know that it affects how you are today. Mm-hmm. And if you change that one thing, well, that could mean that you skip out on a whole other section of your life that maybe mm-hmm. you really did enjoy and mm-hmm. it's hard to say like yeah I'd like to change that but at the same time it's like but if this means this goes away then oh exactly you know, is like, it would it be worth it right mm-hmm. like there's a lot of things there's some things that yeah I would like to change but if I ever changed them I probably never would have ended up meeting my husband mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Well, there is one thing that, that I always want to change every April or May. And, and I always go, why didn't I exercise more in the winter? <laughs> but in the winter, it's like, oh, I don't want to do it. So that would be part of your second question. What about yeah. doing things now to change? Yes. <laughs> You're going to come to April and May and be like, oh my God, this is the best ever. I'm so glad I did that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks well, for changing actually... the past, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that one. I'm with oh, you on that too. one. And I say that every year, and it's like, why don't I? And I know it has a lot to do with body chemistry and and different things going on and living in a cold, dark place. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's also hard to like. You don't want to like go outside where it's cold and like go for a walk yeah. and like going down into the basement and like exercising like it's just it's so much easier when it's nice out and like mm-hmm. oh yeah that is calling you to go out there thank you for that thank you because I really have no excuse <laughs> <laughs> although next week it's supposed to be like tw- 20s at night and 30 for the high so. you do have an excuse there's more people out there well, that's yeah. true. When that's it's true. Yeah, when it's when it's <laughs> ideal to go outside, there's more people out there. So. She lives in a place with more people, so yeah. Yeah, when it's I don't know below zero like today, it's like nope. I'm so glad I don't have to leave the house. Yeah. Yeah. It's like nope. But I did have one more question about mm-hmm. this book, and it's it was the gambling thing. Mm. So, you know, and I know they did this in Back to the Future, too. They had the book (laughs) with all the the answers. But 
you know, and, and Jake George made huge bets. You know, what if he had made smaller ones? You know, he lost some and won, but won more consistently, but made smaller bets. Wouldn't, he wouldn't have come to the attention of the mob guys quite as quickly. But, but he also was making a living off of it. Wasn't he kind of? That is what he was living off. I mean, well, I think he, he said he tried to do that in Florida, but he still just probably like won too much was his. Well, he won a big one down there. Too. He did win a big one, but he did place smaller ones that he won and lost to try and not make it look obvious. But apparently, yeah, this one was too, too much. But I thought it was weird too. Like, I don't know, like why'd they pick baseball and Boxing. boxing. It's just because there's more like it's not as seasonal, like or maybe it is. I mean, it is, but they're long seasons. Right. I don't know about boxing. I don't like, know either. I, I mean, baseball's pretty long, and there's a lot of games. Then? Oh, maybe. What was that, Miranda? They're just more popular back then. Oh, that could be. Yeah. Like baseball was the American sport. Like you know, <laughs> oh, that's true. Pastime. Um, that's true. Now, when did they start doing the lottery? In different places. Oh, ooh, that would have been an interesting twist. Because I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I want a million. Dollars. I think I would have. <laughs> no, I, I would have like instead of getting all of them, you know, you get like three numbers and oh yeah, or something or. Well, it says yeah. according to Google, <laughs> it says the first modern government-run U.S. lottery was established in Puerto Rico in 1934. Um, this was followed decades later by the New Hampshire lottery in 1964. Oh, okay. So, and instant lottery tickets, also known as scratch cards, were introduced in the 1970s. Oh, okay. So it was kind of just emerging oh, into okay, the main that, states. That makes sense then. Around yeah. that time. Yeah, because I was thinking, well, hey, so you win. Right you know 500 bucks or 200 bucks or 100 bucks or a thousand mm -hmm. adds up mm -hmm. you know that would add up and especially if you're near some place that you could go to multiple states so it isn't like you're like the state of texas is going to know that you're winning every right. week or something right <laughs> for sure yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean even if you went under like i know in these days like if you went under 500 you can get it cashed out like at a register right over 500 you have to actually send it in so like, right yeah if you just kept it small like like even same with the bets though too like i'm sure there was enough games that he could have just bet small multiple times for different things and mm -hmm. it would have been fine and more oh, of yeah. income rather than like bet a thousand or 500 to make like two grand or whatever like right I was even thinking like, oh, sorry, you can go, mom. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to Google something else. Um, like when, when were casinos? Because I was just thinking, I was just imagining Al in the past going, okay, it's, it's 934 and that guy's going to hit the bonus on that machine. Like, oh, like, <laughs> you know? now, let's make sure he's not on there. <laughs> I don't right, let's push him off the machine in texas like casinos in texas there aren't any are there i don't believe they no. have to go out of state to do it so i don't so, know if there was even back then or if it's been that way till you know throughout oh, time. 
Oh, right. interesting. In which case, Maybe a little detour to Vegas, make right, some money, and right. run away. Because it, well, it yeah. says that in, um, I mean, because in five like years. 1930, <laughs> 1931, the early 20th century, um, gambling was outlawed by state legislation. However, in 1931, gambling was legalized in Nevada. Yeah. Um, but that's gambling. So let's see. The first casino was built, okay, in 1931. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, realistically, like, if you go to, like, Louisiana or, like, Oklahoma, like, it's not, it's, it's a bit of a drive, but it's not like it's super far from Dallas, like. Right. Well, he was a couple yeah. hours. He was, what, three hours from Dallas? So, I don't know where like, that would put you on a map into another state down if you went three hours. From Dallas, I think it was, like. He was that far from Dallas? Two or three hours? Four hours? Yeah. To get to like, um, oh, I'm trying to think of where we went when we went gambling, because we went down to Louisiana. Okay. Ah. It was, I mean, it was just like a like a regular like trip. Like we ended up staying overnight, so I feel like it was a little bit like longer. And then like, so we had time to like also gamble there, but right. Oh, I just so I'm just seeing this other different article it says the state of texas legalized a state lottery in july of 1991 uh so that's even a lottery (laughs) yeah Yeah, i think windstar in oklahoma is like i don't even know how far from here like it's a bit of a two hours two and a half like it's like an hour and a half of that is just getting through the city and then it's like right right over the border right like there's it's texas is big but like dallas isn't like that far from the border Mm -hmm. okay because they were i think an hour and a half they were like three hours from dallas weren't wasn't jody i didn't think it was that far i didn't think so either it was like an hour hour and a half maybe then Wait, actually, it said somewhere in there, but I don't remember what it was. And then I don't remember if it was three hours from Austin or three hours from Dallas. Three hours sticks in my head, that's all. I was. I thought it was like an hour from Dallas, which would probably put it like three hours from Austin. Okay, that's probably what it was. Because he was in Austin first and then in Dallas. So that's, yep. He went to Austin? Didn't he? I don't remember that. I know he went to Fort Worth. Oh, that's what I was thinking, Fort Worth. Fort Worth is, like, right next to Dallas. It's basically, oh. like, the same city. Okay. Now, now, you take that back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They are basically this, when like, connecting, like, almost like twin cities when it comes to cities. Like, St. Paul and Minneapolis. They do butt up against each other. <laughs> it's same with, Technically, like, there's Arlington and stuff in between. Yeah. Technically, it takes, like you know, an hour and a half to get to Fort Worth from our house, so. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on traffic. (laughs) Could be more. (laughs) All right, so moving on, so I know we probably missed a fair amount of talking points, but, um, but I feel like we covered a good majority of the book Oh yeah. So, um, and rating the book experience, mom starting off. Um, what was the personal scale, one to five? The Gallimaufry scale, which is how much the book challenged you, or changed you, or opened you up to new ways of thinking. And would you recommend the book? 
so one being bad and five being good. Um, personal scale, I really enjoyed it. I'd give it a four and a half because it was really long. Um, that was the only downfall was that it just seemed, I enjoyed it though. It just seemed to take a long time to read and seemed overwhelming when you pick up the book. Um, <laughs> Cocoon. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it going to fit in the book drop? <laughs> um, Real. <laughs> yes. Gallimaufry scale. You know, yeah, it gave me a lot to think about. So I'd say about a four, four and a half. Um, would I recommend it? Oh, definitely. And I would certain people not just because it is too it is a long book that they wouldn't read it but i would definitely recommend it so i i thoroughly enjoyed it awesome angie yeah i enjoyed it too i personal scale i'd give it a four i don't know yet what a five would be so mm -hmm. if i really <laughs> like something to this point i'm just giving it a four right just in case there's some like magic book with sprinkles that doesn't a five <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, scale. Uh, yeah, I, I would say three or four. Like I like thinking about the effects of time and all of that, and world events and what would happen. And yeah, I, it was good. I really liked it. I would recommend it for sure. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad we read this one. All right. Um, for a personal scale. Um. I would give it probably about a four. I really liked it, but I definitely think that there was some things that I wish it would have touched on a little bit more, um, like gone into a little bit more about like the, the observers, the green card men. <laughs> um, but otherwise it was a, it was a pretty good book. Um, it was easy to read for the most part. There were some words I had to look up, which I'm fine with. New vocabulary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the Gallimaffrey scale, I would say probably a five. Like, I really like the ideas that it brought up about time travel. And I like thinking about those things. I've had discussions with people about time travel. I know that's weird, but I have. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it is when you're at work and you're bored. And you know, <laughs> about it. But I mean, I think it was it was interesting and it was interesting to kind of get an idea too of like the past and like what would be different from now versus then and like just the way of life and I thought it was it was good and it was nice to think about some some different things um and I would definitely recommend the book awesome yeah and then uh, my personal scale is probably like a three um I just felt like it, it did flow really well and like I really enjoyed the the overall like aesthetic that Stephen King brought um, to the story. And I don't know, every every character just felt very real and fleshed out. And I, I really felt transported and like I was really there with Jake. Um, but I, you know, overall, I just, I did feel like it could have, it like kind of dragged on a little bit and I don't know, but it was a good book. And um, Gallimaufry scale, I would actually give it like a four or five because this is not a book that I would pick up on my own time. I'm just, I mean, I like Stephen King, but he's not my go-to for one. Um, and for two, it was really big. <laughs> <laughs> and for three, um, not really into JFK 
conspiracy stuff or <laughs> the 60s so like I don't know there were just a whole lot of things like the, yeah. the the one comfort of the book was the time travel but yes. like everything else about it really did like it did bring me out of my comfort zone so to speak which I really liked I like I like that they did that um and I, I mean, I would recommend the book as long as like what mom said, like the person was willing to pick up a longer book and of course, just let them know what it's about. But if, you know, if someone's into that kind of stuff, then yeah, maybe I would probably recommend it to someone who, you know, maybe they're, they're struggling to feel like they have worth or something in the world. And, you know, cause I feel like the book really touched upon the like the beauty of having like an insignificant life so to speak like it's not a bad thing so but um yeah treasure the little things mm -hmm. and every little thing's gonna be all right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man mm. i feel like yeah there were like between the the four of us i feel like we all touched on something that was kind of a coincidence. Yeah, that was interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that happened in like with your shirt and anyway. Oh, yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, our next book is a book chosen by Angie. And this is, you can explain what the book is about. It's called Ubik by, and it's by Philip K. Dick. Yes. Um, um, yeah, so, oh my god, now I can't even remember how I thought about this book. I think I was looking something else up, and it mentioned this book, and then I had to look up what this book was, because, <laughs> oh no, I looked up, oh my god, no, something had mentioned Philip K. Dick, and I was like, why does that sound familiar? I'm like, I know that author, I don't know why. So I looked, I looked him up on Wikipedia and I was like, oh, he wrote Man in the High Castle. Oh. And I was like, well, what other books did he write? And so I was looking at the book list and I was like, well, what is this book? And I clicked on it. What's this book? Like clicking on, I'm like, wow, these all sound, sound kind of interesting. Like I didn't, I, I really don't know much about him other than he wrote Man in the High Castle, which I haven't read, but of course we've all seen like the series. So um, or at least part of it. Yep. <laughs> at least part of it. So yeah. yeah. And I, that was really good. So I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And this book was named one of Time's 100 Best English Language Novels. Oh. Um, and so I thought, well, must be a pretty good book. So, okay. So yeah. this book is uh, possibly another timey book. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like sci-fi mixed with timey mixed with <laughs> let me see so basically i don't it you can takes, read the back if okay well yeah. so this and this book was written in 1969 and i think it's supposed to be taking place in the future of like oh, 1993 okay. or something yeah. like that <laughs> yeah. and so our past <laughs> yeah and so let's see glenn runciter runs a lucrative business deploying his teams of anti-psychics to corporate <laughs> To corporate clients who want privacy and security from psychic spies because people have psychic powers mm. but when is when he he and his top team are ambushed by a rival he is gravely injured and placed in half-life a dreamlike state of suspended animation soon though the surviving members of the team begin experiencing some strange phenomena such as runciter's face appearing on coins and the world seeming to move backward in time <laughs> 
As consumables deteriorate and technology gets ever more primitive, the group needs to find out what is causing the shifts and what a mysterious product called Ubik has to do with it all. Interesting. So yeah, and it's so yeah, it's like when you when you die, you really go into like this like half state of animation and I think they can still communicate with people and like hmm. some people are psychics, some people are anti-psychics like hmm. and then so what does There's, an anti-psychic do? Uh, you can block the thoughts of psychics. Okay. So you can sort of be like the confidential information keepers, I guess. So you can be a block instead of yeah. a mind control. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And then, yeah. So it just seems, I don't know, kind of cool. And then let me mm -hmm. just look up something else here quick. Mm-hmm. It's also oh. about like a fourth of the size of the of eleven. You <laughs> know, the first one yeah, I that is at was true. the size of the book. I will not lie. I was like, how many pages is this? <laughs> I know. Not that I it just, would like, prevented me from like, reading oh. it, of course, but I just was like, how many pages is this one? Like, it was only oh like two hundred and two pages. So <laughs> That's funny. Like, I didn't look at all, and I picked it up today, and I was like, oh my god, this book's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> Comparative, yeah, comparative well, to the two other ones we've we've read. Well, yeah, yeah the eleven twenty two sixty three. I had just heard about it, so I hadn't actually seen it physically. Yep. So it was like, oh yeah, that, okay, <laughs> this is what we're actually Because he had actually read it, and he doesn't usually sit down and just read books. So it was, okay. mm -hmm. and he had read it a few years ago. So it's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, that would be a good one to discuss, and so that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's not as long as the stand. Ha. Yeah, it's longer. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, so I found a better little a better little excerpt to share mm -hmm. with you guys. Okay, okay great. So it's set in future 1992. Ooh. powers are utilized in corporate corporate espionage, while cryogenic technology allows recently deceased people to be maintained in a lengthy state of hibernation. It follows Joe Chip, a technician at a psychic agency who, after an assassination attempt, begins to experience strange alterations in reality that can be temporarily reversed by a mysterious store-bought substance called Ubik. So that's what Ubik is. A store-bought substance? <laughs> it's something you buy that can somehow temporarily reverse, reverse time, uh, effect. time effects. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and then in 2009, it was chosen by Time as one of the 100 greatest novels since 1923. It was chosen by Time. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I didn't even know that. Oh, my God. I didn't even see that. So tiny, whiny, wibbly, wobbly stuff. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah, so supposedly from and 2009, it was one of the 100 greatest novels written since 1923. So we'll cool. see if it lives up to the yeah. hype i sort of hate putting that out there to oh i know right yeah there's, <laughs> like, there's another <laughs> where's oh, ubik man. so we can erase that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i'm spraying it yeah <laughs> there's a picture on wikipedia it looks like a hairspray can with oh, mm -hmm. or some kind of spray paint pan with <laughs> that would be a cute can. little catchphrase instead of saying knock on wood you could say spray some ubik or yeah or, spray on ubik there go yeah. Ubik. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a really good book. Uh huh. So yeah, it? I'm hoping. I'm yeah. hoping. Well, yeah, it should be a fairly quick read. Hopefully. Yeah, I think I'm gonna try it on my Kindle. I'll have to buy it from my Kindle because the there's not a library close by that has it. So. Oh no. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, no, it's only about five bucks or so. That's something I think I saw. Oh, okay. So that'll be a different experience for me to read it on, on mm. a Kindle. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You could, did you try and see if you could uh, borrow it on your Kindle? Oh, I never thought, I didn't know you could do that. You can't. That's how I've been doing most of my Kindle reading is oh, from the library. Yeah. Oh, I'll send you okay. the link on Discord. Hmm. Say that again. I'll send you the link on Discord. Okay, good. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I looked it up. And so the town that I live in, we have two libraries and mm -hmm. they're connected. Like if you check out a, a book at one, you can bring it back to the other one. And, mm -hmm. oh, nice. and when you look it up online, it's nice. It'll tell you if it's on the shelf and then like which library it's at. Mm -hmm. and so um, just one of the libraries had, had it, but they had, um, it looked like they must've bought like a whole, the whole series together of Philip K. Dick because they had like all of his books there and they all have the same like artwork on it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the front of this like book does not have, oh, it does have a spray can. It doesn't look like the picture in Wikipedia, but it looks like a metal mm -hmm. spray can. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah, I've seen it on Amazon and stuff and it looks like a, like an orangey white or black and white mm -hmm. kind of spray can thing. And then there's another version where it's with like a crazy skull, like with eyes popping out and like, it's what? just like insane. Yeah, I put it on our, our next discussion word doc because I, I just had the two version of the covers there. One was very tame and the other one was like, whoa, like, Ooh, I need to look at that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So yeah, well. If you guys read, if you listeners have read 112263, we want to know what you thought about the book, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. So feel free to send a message here on Anchor FM or comment on Instagram, or if there's a way to comment on here, I'm not sure if there is. But, um, and yeah, we challenge you to and encourage you to read this book, Ubik by Philip K. Dick. We want to encourage you to use your library or buy from a local bookstore if you can. Um, and let us know where you're getting your book from so we can give them a shout out. And tune in next time as we discuss another book that makes us leave our reading comfort zone. And happy reading. See you happy later. reading. Bye. Bye. Happy reading. <laughs> waving, but we're waving yep, to we're you. Yeah, we're waving. We're waving. <laughs> you. Bye. And also to you. <laughs> <laughs>